I was also going to say that me being more of a Marvel guy than DC, I think all of us are more Marvel than DC. Uh, yeah. Absolutely yeah, certain. Yeah. Um, if you guys have been watching the latest She-Hulk show. No. No. <laughs> this past episode. <laughs> so I'm up to date on it. Um, this past episode. Good morning, afternoon, and or evening, everyone. And thanks for tuning back in with us. We're your hosts. I'm Nick. Filling in for Kyle, I'm Seth. And I'm John. And this is the Genesius Podcast, where a few Catholic dudes talk about movies. Guys, it's been a while. It has. The it vice has. president's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah. It's it, been what? Like at, about a month? It has been about a month. About yeah. a month. We, mm-hmm. we lasted Top Gun Maverick, and uh, it was it was a really fun movie to review. Mm-hmm. Um, I got on my soapbox. A lot of, lot of people <laughs> actually, a lot of people told me they loved the Top Gun episodes that we talked about. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a good time. That was so much fun. This one, I think, though, is going to be a freaking riot. Oh. It, it, it's definitely a different kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more ridiculous. Um, oh, that's what makes it great, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, how? Give us the update on softball, gentlemen. Where are we at? So my team has come back from uh, having Ooh. a five-game losing streak to having a five-game winning streak. I envy you. <laughs> so we are we, actually 500 somehow. Oh, my team is at the bottom of the barrel. We've mm-hmm. lost almost every game. The two teams we have beaten are the top two teams. <laughs> <laughs> we 10 run the Chosen mm-hmm. somehow. And I, I forget what the team name is, but it's Luke and Lynn's team. In the top yeah. seed for a long time, they were undefeated. Really? And we beat them by one. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. That's an accomplishment. It was it was wild. It, it's bonkers. It, it was bonkers. I'm like, how are the only two teams we beat two of the best teams in this league? That's like screwing up in reverse. I know. <laughs> how do you it's even wild. Get I, I did find it crazy. So, so this last week, our second game. So our first game, I beat my my roommate Tom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, <laughs> Tom. There's a little bit of recording from that game of when I was pitching. Um, yeah. I don't uh, think we've played Tom yet. But wait, our, maybe we did. I don't know. Our Let second game, we were down uh, 15 to five going into the last inning, and we were the home team. So like the time went out, we were the home team, and it had to like somehow come back from this like we were just like we probably don't stand a chance we have to get at least 10 runs we've only done five so far and we go and get 12 runs in the last inning wow so dang that's that's a big deal that was crazy yeah that's freaking nuts you pulling up the stats over there nick i'm trying to figure out if we played tom's team trying to pull the stats what's this he's he's the orange team i don't know the the orange team. not totally (laughs) helpful well i'm just like yeah we don't really know people's colors until what last week i think i'm looking at the schedule seeing if we played if we played i'm like i'm fairly certain we played them i just cannot my memory is just pooping out on me right now that's okay I mean, I guess shout out to Tom that he like, to- he uh, he is managing a team, um, but he also subbed for a team the week before that we beat him in that game as well. <laughs> Jeez. Dude cannot get a break. 
It's okay. I mean, I was I've been on his team before, like the first season I played with CSG. I don't think I've ever been on a team with Tom, and I've and I've and this is my eighth season with CSG. Well, no, I'm well, not gonna worry about it. Yeah, yeah, it's softball's going. It's, it's going. Yeah, it's happening. I actually I haven't been able to spectate a single night so far this season. Um, so because I was busy last week building a computer. Ooh, that's cool. Yes. Yeah. I was getting in, getting an upgrade in. So, um, but yeah, what movie are we talking about today here, gentlemen? Oh, uh, wow. That was quick banter. What do you want me to say? <laughs> John and I did hey, something. He's actually keeping track of time for once. <laughs> yeah. I, Come on, I do want to say that John and I did a really insane thing yesterday. That was fun. If yeah. you, so think about this. Imagine a sport that's like basketball. Yeah. Played with a wiffle ball. In bumper cars. What was the name of it? It was it's called Whirly Ball. Whirly Ball. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It is when I when someone was explaining to me what this was, I'm like, this is the most bonkers thing I can imagine. It sounds awesome, and it was. It sounds like chaos. <laughs> it was. It, it really is. <laughs> well, on top of that too, it's, it's so like chaotic. you don't even have like a steering wheel. It's just like it's like a it's a like a churning. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a joystick. It's like a crank. A crank. You crank it. Yeah. You have to crank it, it to yeah, steer. You basically go twice, and you or like, is it? Yeah, I think it's twice. You have and to you're go going twice backwards, to go backwards, and then you go twice to go forwards, and it's like from that you determine. Like, it's it's one it's one turn. of those things that when you play it, it makes sense when you, it makes sense when you're doing it, but when it's explained to you, you're just like. What am I? What am I what listening am I to right now? So, so basically, it's like you have to have it become instinct of like how to turn and stuff. And when you get that point, then it's like much easier. It is. It is it's much really e- weird trying to figure it out at the beginning. Yeah, it's much easier. Like when you're doing it, it's it's a lot easier to figure out. Mm. Are they gonna Are they gonna do it again? Are the plans to? Do it I know again? there. I, mean, are ta- indoors, I know there. There are, so ta- like, there are talks to do of doing it again. Like I know a couple of people mm. have been like, "Oh, we're going to do this in the winter." I'm like, "I'm down." It well, sounds absurd. It, it was also like on top of that, there there was also a laser tag area. Ooh. That was so much fun. I it was loved way that larger arena. than I thought way, it was. I loved that laser tag <laughs> arena. That you just said laser tag. I'm in. Let's go, John. John and I, yeah. game number one. We were the we were the top scores. Oh, yeah. Man. I actually grew up really close to a laser tag arena. And so that was the place. Like you weren't cool unless you had a birthday party at that place. I was never <laughs> cool. Um, so, well, and our top scores in tribute to John was running around the arena. I was getting everyone. Laps, yeah. And I was in basically one sn- spot, just sniping everyone. You're a camper. <laughs> I sniped everyone He's though. It was the, the, great. The thing was though, okay, okay. It was so great. there was a plan to go to mass afterwards, and I was running around so much that I had to go take a shower. <laughs> oh, I went. Oh, I took a nap. I I went. I came back here and slept for like forty five minutes, and then I, and then I went swing dancing later that night. Makes sense. Yeah. Where, where was the swing dancing at? It was at the Commemorative Air Force Museum. Oh, gotcha, South gotcha. St. Paul. It's in that big hangar. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I went to it last time and it was great. It's so great. So great. I love, I love dancing there. Cause they also break it up too. Cause I mean, they do have the live band, but they have like little performances in between. So it's not like you're just straight dancing the whole time. And there was some major CSG representation there. Wow. Like there was maybe like 20, 25 people from Catholic softball that went represent, represent <laughs> baby. It mm-hmm. was so great. 
so That's good. Awesome. Also, can I comment? Yeah. This is off off topic. I love your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it just says the man, the myth, the legend. There is there is a story behind this shirt. Well, you, it's is it the um, what's his name? Scott Sterling. Scott Sterling. It has nothing to do with Scott it has Sterling. No, what? Yeah, okay. I actually didn't even know that's where it came from. So when I was in high school, and I, I'm going to use this to segue into our movie because okay. there's okay. relevance. I will accept it. All right. So, <laughs> so when I was in high school, um, for, first I want to say, uh, Josh Garcia, like childhood friend of mine. If you're listening, thank thanks for tuning in. Shout buddy. out to you, man. Shout out to you, man, <laughs> because you you are the inspiration behind this shirt. So. You're the inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> just see, look at the song. <laughs> You're my inspiration. Oh, that's a good song. Anyway, <laughs> so it's by Chicago, I think. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah, it's a Chicago mm-hmm. tune. It's a good one. It's the song's literally called "You're My Inspiration." Then I, I may have heard it and just don't remember it, but I'll need I'll need to pull it up later. Yeah, it's good, good too. Anyway, so so in high school, I I I'm going to be completely honest. I don't even know how or why he kept calling me this, but he always, co- but Josh was always like, cause one of my nicknames in high school was Nikki P. That's unfortunate. Okay. I don't think so. I, I, act, you liked I it? Oh yeah. I thought, it, okay. yeah. The more people said, it, I'm like, Oh, you know, I could, this is catching on. Doesn't beat typhoon personally, but I Nikki like P typhoon. is a good, mm-hmm. it was a good nickname for the time. And some people still use it, but he always, every, he always was like, Nikki P, the man, the myth, the legend. I never knew why he was calling me this, but I'm just like, I'll take it. <laughs> so um, a couple of years ago, when I was when I was staying in a hotel in Menominee, um, like this is my transition back into moving to Minnesota mm-hmm. and working in middle of nowhere, Durand, Wisconsin. Um, I was at Walmart one day because I was like, I think I was like getting food or something or I don't know. I was there for some reason. And I saw this shirt, like this shirt that I'm wearing. It says the man, the myth, the legend. I take a picture of it and I send it to Josh. And I'm just like, should I get this? Before he got back to me, I was on the checkout line. It was only like five bucks. <laughs> Might as well. And, and, and he's like, well, when he got back, he's like, absolutely. You have to get this. And then I text him. I'm just like, I already bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made the decision. And and then I've and then I've worn this shirt around like CSG stuff. And Peach Shooty loves this shirt. I think it's great. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. He he's he has told me more than once that Shooty, if you're listening, shout out to you as well. Um but he's told me more than once that like if, if I'm ever at a wedding and I want to impress girls, which I mean, okay, I need to wear the shirt underneath whatever dress shirt I'm wearing. And I'm on the dance floor, rip it open, <laughs> fling my t-shirt around my head and rock this shirt. <laughs> He's just like, that's going to, that's going to get the ladies attention. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually going to work, but. You just get those like quick release buttons. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that is so cool actually. So the reason the reason that this segues into our movie is because this was the first movie 
This is the first PG-13 movie I saw in theaters. Wow. Really? Uh, and it was landmark. and it was with my friend Josh. Right. We we saw this together when we were 13. And for this reason it is one of my favorite movies of all time. So I was re- I'm really excited to talk about this one. <laughs> Which movie are we talking about? This movie is an underrated 2010s action comedy simply called Red. Which, as we learn later, stands for retired and extremely dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Directed by Robert Schwentke. I'm going to say Schwentke because right. he's German, German. So the W is going to be a, a did you, sound. Did you like look this up? Or are you um, just assuming? I'm just, I'm, I'm actually just assuming. Let me look at the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It, no, no, no. It that's looks it, like it's it spelled it does in the very German, German way. Wikipedia yeah. says, if, I, if I'm reading the phonics correctly, the phonetics, it's, it's correct. Um, but phonics, wow, that's a well, throwback we to the German, right? Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's directed such things as, uh, let's see, Time Traveler's Wife. Um, he also did R.I.P.D., which has. Oh, um, I've heard of that movie. Yeah. Uh, apparently a not seller reputation he also directed some of the uh, uh, the sequel to the divergent the first divergent movie divergent series insurgent. really yes he directed insurgent yeah huh yeah interesting so like his 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 filmography is not particularly like dazzling but he's definitely mm-hmm. got oh he's done the the gi joe Oh, uh, no. spinoff. Eh. Okay. Um, Whatever. What else? What else? Scrolling through this list here. Hold on. I got to see if there's anything I reckon. He hasn't actually done that uh, that much stuff, but yeah, he's got. Maybe he's up and coming. He's got some stuff in, uh, under his belt. Um, this movie is fantastic. Oh, it's so great. I, it's so great. It's one of my favorite. It is one of the most fun action comedies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and listeners, I say this wholeheartedly. Please go watch this movie <laughs> for the love of all things. Good. Watch this movie. It's so much. Fun. It's it's such a fun movie. Turn it on. Be prepared to have a great time. Sit down with some popcorn. You, oh yeah. You will not oh yes. I, I feel like there is like a slight disclaimer of like, do not go into this with any kind of like expectation. Yeah. Don't moral. have any expectations. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, well, I mean in the sense of like, it is not serious in the slightest. And it definitely takes things that could be serious in one context, but it's definitely there. It's a spoof. It is. So, yeah. it's, I also learned like I, and I keep forgetting every time I watch it. I've actually watched this movie twice in the past month. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it at least twice. I, I watched it. I watched it once to, cause I was having a movie night with a friend mm-hmm. and the other time was for, for this yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. But one of the first things you see DC Comics. It's a DC. Isn't yeah. that wild? <laughs> so it's based on a graphic novel by, and I'm reading your your USCCB consensus, which I believe is correct. It's Warren Ellison and uh, Cully Hammer's graphic novel, which is by DC. It's a DC property, um, and but this is an adaptation. DC has a lot of graphic novels. They though. do. Yeah, it's, it's like an adaptation. Watchmen, Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it Wanted also DC? Is it? I don't know. Novel? Something like that. Anyway, I'm yeah. more of a Marvel. It, it doesn't I'm more of a Marvel me, guy. Though. Yeah, I'll always be more of a Marvel guy. Let's be honest. Uh, I agree. (laughs) There is, is, but like, for instance, like there is Batman who's really good in DC. So yeah, (laughs) unless it's George Clooney playing him. Sorry. Sorry, George. Oh man. He apologizes. He he does. It's true. (laughs) That's how bad it is. Uh, I think think they should give George Clooney another shot. 
Ooh. But as not Bruce as Batman. Batman. What? Yes, as Bruce Wayne, Batman. They need to give him another shot. Mm. But you need I don't to know put how I him, feel about that. You need to put him in the slightly more serious. Okay, riddle me this: Batfleck versus uh, Clooney. Batfleck. Batfleck. Yep. Really, <laughs> yes. John. I mean, how am I supposed to? <laughs> like, I would have to go Batfleck just because the other movie is that bad. <laughs> I well, here's the thing: it's I horrendous. Chalk it, I chalk it up to the writing. Um, in the direction, probably. So I would say, I'm curious to see what Clooney could do with it if they gave him another shot with a better script. And that's Joel Schumacher who did that one, right? Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, if they gave him a better script and they gave him like a little bit, just a little bit more to work with, right? I I feel like Clooney could make because he's very charming, right? Mm-hmm. If you've seen Ocean's Eleven, if you've seen like a the yeah, but he's not Bruce Wayne charming. Oh, uh, he's a different kind of charming. I. I, I think he could do it. They, they've definitely like backed off in the charming of like all of the latest Batman. All, all <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, that's true. Charming. All I'm saying is bring us the Clooney cut. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's all I'm saying. I was, um, I was also going to say that me being more of a Marvel guy than DC, I think all of us are more Marvel than DC. Uh, yeah, absolutely yeah, certain. Yeah. Um, if you guys have been watching the latest She-Hulk show. No, no. <laughs> this past episode, so I'm up to date on it. Um, this past episode had one of the funniest jokes I have seen on a Disney Plus show, and I can't believe they did it, but I also can believe they did it. Hmm. So, do we need to start watching this show? I don't. The the thing that it's, like it's bothers a, me it's the a most, rough though, start, but it, but 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 <laughs> Matt Murdock's gonna. Be in the second half of the I'm show. Not, look, I love Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock is coming back, baby. I and love it's Charlie freaking Cox. <laughs> I love Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. I will watch the heck out of the new show they make with him. Yeah. Am I going to watch a whole a whole bunch of other stuff? Just And here's the thing. I'm not going to call She-Hulk bad. I'm not going to give a judgment. I have not seen it. I shall mm-hmm. not render judgment lest I be judged. Um, <laughs> but... You know, I, I, I haven't watched it yet, and I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure I want to watch a whole show about She-Hulk just to get five minutes or an episode maybe of, of Matt Murdock. There, but, I mean, there's some interesting stuff, too. Like, us out, like we haven't gotten Matt Murdock in the show yet. Okay, like so he's it's, still, coming. it's still about to happen. It's about to happen. He's coming, but, there, but there's, I mean, there's interesting stuff. It's an interesting show. I, I just, it's not the best one, but it's certainly not the worst. The, the thing... I mean, this is definitely a random tangent. <laughs> That's but, what this show but, is. It's just a bunch of random tangents and we the, talk about a movie. The, the thing that bothers me. <laughs> go on, go on. The thing that bothers me the most about like not wanting to watch it though is just that I, I grew up with like the Hulk being one of my kind of like favorite comic book characters. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the movies haven't quite done him justice, I don't think. But like, I feel like this I think show, they're going to. Especially just. It feels like they're belittling him just so, from my outside perspective, not having seen it. Here's the interesting aspect, I think, of what's going on in the MCU is you have, first of all, if we look back at Marvel, there are many, many different interpretations of the same character over the years. It's true for all of them, pretty much, except for maybe the one-offs, mm-hmm. um, like Guardians. I don't know if Guardians has several different runs or whatever, but- like there are different takes on on Tony Stark. There are different takes on Thor. There are different takes on, you know, a bunch of other things. And 
Um, I feel like what's happening in the MCU that's maybe dissuading me a little from from getting more invested is the fact that they're trying to take all these different interpretations of the character and squish them into the same storyline. We are in the Mm. multiverse saga. We're in the multiverse saga, but I'm talking about literally the same incarnation, if you will, of the character. Like, Hulk is going through full stages of, like, completely, almost completely different versions of himself, which is fine, but the they what they tend to do is they don't show that progression inside of a movie. It's just, he's this way in this movie, and he's this way it's, in this movie. Yeah. yeah, he it's, could really use, Okay, like more, but it's like, like a, it is, it's a rights issue. That's mm, yeah, what... Yeah, because with Universal. Actually, yeah. I think Marvel's going to get the rights to Hulk back next year. Hmm. So I think... Okay. That's why I think... Mm-hmm. Marvel is probably going to do Hulk some justice down the line is because I would hope so. Yeah. But you know, uh, Seth, I don't know if you were following D 23 this weekend, mostly by proxy through, uh, did you Kyle. watch the secret invasion trailer? I did. It I, I looks, watched it with Nick. It, it looks time. so good. It looks really, really, I'm so psyched for secret yeah. invasion. Yeah, I'm 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 excited to see Nick Fury doing his thing. I'm excited to see Secret Invasion. I'm excited mm-hmm. for Mando season three because that uh, trailer also dropped. <laughs> it didn't say much. It didn't say much, and I don't think it needs to the, say the more. trailer. The trailers for Star Wars and Marvel that came out yesterday were made me so excited. The Andor trailer was a little on the nose for me. I'm um, ready. I'm just ready for it to start. But, it looks so good. But I want I want to see what happens. It was a little on the nose because all the characters are saying all the stupid cliche lines like this is everything. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm shut gonna, up and just show me the show. I'm gonna make a bold <laughs> I'm gonna make a bold claim about Andor. Yes. And this will be the last thing, and then we can talk about the movie. This is my bold claim when it comes to Andor. You see my air quotes? Yeah. Last thing. <laughs> Father Mike Schmidt's style. <laughs> but bold bold claim when it comes to Andor. I think for its production value alone and like the team behind it being largely the same as Rogue One, I think Andor has the potential to either be as good as or possibly better than The Mandalorian. Oh, that's a bold claim. Well, I said it was Rogue a bold One claim. Was so is. good. Rogue One is amazing. That- yeah. It's so good. Well, and and here's the thing. Cassian, for being in this show, has automatic plot armor. So what I'm going to be looking for is if they are ever at any point going to have the plot hinge on his survival, because that's going to be an immediate buzzkill. It's not the show, but the show is not like only going to focus on him, though. Like Mon Mothma is the other big player. We're going to get like it's like a apparently it's like a spy espionage show yeah i'm i'm excited for don't it's get me wrong be so yeah. good don't get me wrong i'm super excited for it i just want i just i know that if they if they put andor in a situation where the dramatic suspense is built off of his survival it's immediately going to kill all my interest I in the do, show. i i feel like they're not going to do that though. yeah because we know what happens in this case mm-hmm. so they they can't make it about him in that sense it can't be about his survival. It has to be about it's like the what's birth. Going it's on. like the birth of the rebellion. They have to give us, I think, some good side characters that are going to be meaningful and important to us that we can get attached to them. Stellan mm-hmm. Skarsgård's character looks promising. Well, but he also makes it to Rogue One. You see him there. Stellan Skarsgård does? Am I thinking? Okay, maybe I'm thinking. No, he does. Okay. Uh, well, not that I know like of. Forrest Whitaker. 
Uh, yeah, Forrest Whitaker makes Forrest, it to Rogue Forrest One. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Sagarera makes it to Rogue One. And I was also thinking Cassian's superior, commanding officer. I can't remember his name. Um, anyway. But anyway, I, I'm getting actors mixed up. So, all this being said, uh, we famously had a tangent Thanks about Marvel around, and DC. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> As is as is want to happen. With this, this always podcast. happens, but we're not like <laughs> we're not even mad because we love this stuff. Yeah, don't, uh, wor- don't worry, listeners. We will we will get to the Star Wars and the MCU eventually. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yeah. We'll so just, back, to the, back to <laughs> anyway, back to Red. Yeah, directed by Robert Schwenke, uh, released on October fifteenth, twenty ten, with a budget of what is this, sixty million? Sixty million and a box office of almost two hundred million. It's one ninety nine. I'll call it two hundred. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, and so it made its money back. It did perfectly fine. They made a sequel. They made a pr- they made a profit off of this movie. They made a profit, and they mm-hmm. also made a sequel. I think um, that they, I I don't yes. remember much of. Them I I've never seen the sequel, Ugh. but I have been told I should watch it. Hmm. Like many of my friends, they they've said that, that I should watch the sequel because they think I'd enjoy it. I think I thought it was all right. I think it was fine. I've heard it's not as good as the original, but I definitely want to watch it because it's like, it, yeah. I mean, we're going to get it more into it in this movie. I freaking love this movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of my favorites of all time. It's such a good movie. So John, good. what are the scores? Yeah. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is 71%, whereas the audience score is 72%. So pretty pretty much in the line. same. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks it's like a, it's a good movie. It's a good flick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good flick. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, I don't see it as this bastion of filmmaking, but it is immensely fun, especially if you've seen any of the cast in previous movies. You've got the big names. You got it's Bruce Willis. Star studded, yeah. dude. Bruce mm-hmm. Willis, Helen Mirren. You've got um, Morgan, Freeman, Morgan Freeman. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Carl um, Urban. Yeah, you got Carl mm-hmm. Urban there. Whom Richard I, Dreyfus is in this too. Is is Dreyfus? Uh, who's Dreyfus? He's the the bearded guy. Oh, he's Ivan. No, he's not Ivan. He's not Ivan. That guy is. <laughs> that's really funny. Striker. Brian. Brian Cox is that acting name for Ivan. It's really funny because one of the guys on my CSG team is also Brian Cox. Brian, if you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> in the spirit of the podcast. In the spirit of the podcast, of course. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is immensely no, Richard fun. Dreyfus is the, he's a short old dude. Oh. The, I'm the bad oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Oh. Tough guy. Yeah. yeah. That's Alex- Richard Dreyfus. Alexander Dunning is the name of the character. We've already gotten into quote territory, which is like half of the, two or three pages oh, of notes I took. So <laughs> we're gonna, listeners, we are going to quote this movie like almost the entire time. Yeah. It's so quotable. Now, can you quote for me the USCCB consensus there, Nick? Absolutely. Yeah. Witty but mayhem-packed spy caper in which a retired CIA agent played by the one and only Bruce Willis and his newfound girlfriend, Mary Louise Parker, um, played by Mary Louise Parker, it's not her name in the movie, take to the road after being targeted for death by a high-level government and business cabal. Is that how you say that? Yep, cabal. Okay, yep. cool. Their efforts to unravel the conspiracy and to evade the hitman, played by Carl Urban, tasked with eliminating them, they are aided by a trio of the operative's old associates being played by Morgan Freeman, John Malkovich, and Helen Mirren. They are allies who range from the reliable, Freeman, to the entertainingly flaky... Malkovich. That's a very colorful way to describe it. <laughs> I la- I laughed when I read I laughed when I read this part. Mm-hmm. Um, director Robert Schwenke's amusingly executed adaptation of Warren Ellis and Cully Hamner's 
graphic novel features a refreshingly chaste central romance, but its succession of gunfights and explosions, though mostly stylized, restrict its appropriate audience. Frequent, largely bloodless violence, brief gruesome imagery, a couple of uses of profanity, at least one of one use of the F word, some crude language, A3 for adults, rated PG-13. At, yeah. Yep. That sounds the, about right. The romance in this movie is, is like, I mean, the, this is. It's not the focus of the movie. It's not, mm-hmm. but like, I have to say, this is definitely one of the cleanest action movies I've seen. And mm-hmm. that's, I think that's part of the charm to it. Yeah, it, it's very focused on providing fun action, and it doesn't throw in anything to distract from that, literally. Um, so it's, it's yeah, you don't see a lot of crazy stuff going on. And it is, it is actually a lot about romances. Um, there's a romance between the central character, and then there's uh, a love interest for him. There are two of the side characters have a romantic connection. Um, Morgan Morgan's Freeman character is introduced as a total pervert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, that, that scene makes me laugh every single time. Because oh, it, man. No, not only is it like what not only do I believe this would actually happen in a retirement home, but the nurse is totally aware of what he's doing and she goes with it. She's just like, she's just like, oh, you scoundrel. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, and he's like, <laughs> he's got stage four liver cancers. So. Yeah. Just- <laughs> like, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot of fun in this movie. Um, and also like uh, Cooper, Carl Urban's character uh, is, he, he's about family as well. And so mm-hmm. you see him kind of transition from, caring very much about his job to realizing he should be caring more about his family. Um, and so there's like, there's enough of an arc for all these different characters. It doesn't try to get super profound. doesn't try to get super deep. It will linger on the emotion and then it will transition there's you to not even a whole lot of plot holes in this movie. Like the story is very, like, it's pretty tight. It's, it's a very tightly told story. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we should we should just get into let's it get because, let's get into it because I know we're, we're there's excited. so there's so much about this movie to talk about yeah there is a ton I mean so like you you open up it's just an alarm clock and it turns 6 a.m. and Frank Moses sits up in bed and is just awake right so this dude is is up at six he is popping a whole litany of pills at exactly 7 a.m. Um, he and so it like it kind of it notice it kind of like shows you through the schedule of his day. He eats lunch at exactly noon, you know, like you, if you notice the clock there in the background. I was going to bring that up, actually. Like, yeah. the, I'm the, like, I was looking at the clocks. So I'm like, dang, this is like fairly consistent. Well, and the thing is, it's it's pretty realistic, too, because um, that's probably the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's it's pretty realistic in the sense that a lot of people kind of have that. You know, we all get lunch at you know some most People get lunch at noon, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of their thing. They have a set lunch time, and that is their lunch time. They have a time they get up in the morning. Um, you can tell to me, it's like the popping pills at exactly seven a.m., where it's just like, okay, not only is like his wake up and his lunch and everything, like the typical stuff is regimented, but literally everything about his morning routine is one thing after the other, and it's like timed. So you get the sense that he's a very disciplined person, and that's kind of let on. Um, but he's, he's grabbing his mail, right. And he notices a pension check. And so he 
calls this service center um, and claims that the very check that he's holding is the thing that they did not send out to him. Mm-hmm. Like he's, <laughs> he's waited too long for it. So, so you know he's very diligent, but for some reason he's not like he's purposely. But when you, but when you find out who's on the other end of the yeah. line, it's immediately obvious. Yeah. So he, I, and I don't know how this happens, right? Maybe he has a case agent and it just happens to be this woman. Um, but he ends up talking to this woman, Sarah, and it's clear that they have a rapport, right? Mm-hmm. They're going back and forth. He is growing an avocado, um, that has two leaves on it right now. <laughs> How's the um, avocado? It's got two leaves. Yeah. She's just like, yeah, I did say we were going to quote this movie yes. a lot. Um, and so, and the funny thing is in a later shot, it has three leaves. So it's continuing <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. some continuity there. So it, you can kind of tell, right. That as he's going through his morning routine, that the inner cutting is also like over time, right. You know, this is just his thing. He keeps going, but, um, they have this rapport, Frank and Sarah, and they're talking. It's funny when I wrote it down, I wrote Bob Moses because Bob Moses is actually a musical artist that I've been listening to a lot lately. So I wrote <laughs> Bob Moses for like the first 10 lines in my, my uh, notes, but that's I hilarious. Switched it back to Frank. Um, but yeah, so they they have this rapport, uh, Frank and Sarah, and you know Sarah is just like wanting to get out, see the world, and she's just kind of feeling like bored and trapped. It's it's hilarious because she starts talking to Frank, and they start you know having this conversation, and her boss just like starts staring at her from over the wall of the cubicle. I think Deborah is her boss's name. I don't even. Her name's not. Is it on her name tag? Does she have a? No, I feel like it's. I mean, it, it's mentioned somewhere. It would be Deborah. <laughs> there's all. There's always a Deborah. There's always a, a There's Deborah. Always a Deborah. No, no offense. Like Deborah, Sharon, like excellent names for an assistant. Um <laughs> or a manager or something. But oh, what's the wait, name wait, I was did thinking you mean of? Sharon or Sharon? Well then anyway. Karen. Karen. Sharon. Karen. Karen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a there's an old Rowan Atkinson joke where he's just like, you know, you shall be named Sharon, for that is a good name for an assistant. I love Rowan Atkinson. Um he's so funny. Johnny but, English. Yeah. So we should talk about that movie too. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I love that movie. Um, but yeah. So her boss is staring at her, so she cuts the conversation off and uh, oh, they were talking about this this novel, mm-hmm. right? Um, so uh, she wants to travel. She reads these romance novels about traveling and everything. And, well, and, and spies, right? Yeah. And yeah. she's like, you know, I've been thinking about going to Chile. And I was like, have you been to Chile? He's like, yeah. She goes, what is it like? She kind of goes, um, there's, a, there's a lot of mountains. There's a lot of mountains. <laughs> she's like, that's it. He's like, well, it was it was night, you know, and <laughs> and, and so I gotta talk about what he was probably yeah. really doing down there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you can say point, very little. <laughs> yeah, at this point, her boss is staring at her, and she cuts. She basically cuts the conversation short, and he hangs and she hangs up the phone, and he just kind of like they say, he goes, "It was night." <laughs> like, <laughs> why is that the line that I used? Uh, so anyway, time goes on. They start talking about this. Like uh, Sarah starts reading this novel, Love's Savage Secret, which is about yeah, like that's it. Yeah, yeah, like this super spy and a supermodel girlfriend, and they like have to stop evil terrorists doing. Can we can we also make another bold claim that is related to this movie? Mm-hmm. Red is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I disagree. It's a Christmas movie. Uh, that's a I disagree. That's like. Is it more? Hold on. Hold on. I have not seen Die Hard. Let me just put this out there. I've not seen Die Hard. That should change. 
I uh, how Christmassy is Die Hard compared to this movie? They, they at least like have a Christmas party. Die Hard is okay. the definitive during, Christmas movie during Die Hard. Whereas okay. this one's like it's in the winter, I guess. Yeah, it's in the winter. He sets up decorations. That's the extent of Christmas. Oh, Hi, that's Mr. right. He puts like the, the yeah. one decoration Hi. on his porch. Hi, Mr. Moses. <laughs> Hi. Oh yeah, he looks for around. some for some reason that always got a good chuckle out of me. <laughs> that yeah. exchange between him and his neighbor, I'm just like. You get the impression they don't know each other. He doesn't like talk to his neighbors very much, but he looks around the neighborhood and he sees that everyone's got Christmas decorations up. And so he puts up his, his decoration. The, the shots and cool. cuts in this movie are yeah. so ridiculously good. But you, you get the impression that he just does not give a crap about Christmas, right? It's well, something he does. To <laughs> I, I think like it's setting up his character as like, I mean, clearly he has a secret past of some sort. Mm -hmm. He's very diligent. But he's not very personable. He's yeah. not the like suave person. Yeah. He's just he's just some old bald guy who, you know, is just he's living his life. He's a retired he's, old he's man. Retired. Yeah, he's he's just taking his time. Um, and so he yeah, they he's talking to Sarah and, and she starts talking about this novel Love Savage Secret. And so she starts reading it. He's also reading it, right? Mm -hmm. I don't I get the implication that and there's like a but there's like a sack of books on one of his tables yes. that's like it infers yeah, that yeah. it infers that she's has read all of these and he's just like i'm gonna read the same yeah. stuff she so is so that he has something to talk to her about yeah, yeah. well and and actually interestingly i got the inference or i inferred i should say that he doesn't actually talk to her about the novels he just reads the same stuff that she does so that she can talk about it and he can understand it. So I don't know if he oh, actually talks to her. About that's it. cool. I feel like it would be really strange. Like if you were just talking to this random person and they started reading the same books you do. So I, I get the impression he might not have been talking to her about that. Uh, it, it could be also okay, like, I mean, clearly he's a spy. I love it. And <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of the things that I guess they don't necessarily show a lot about being a spy is like doing research. Yeah. It. Knowing. So it could be like, knowing yeah, it, could, it could be like he's him. gathering Intel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which is very creepy in the context of a relationship, but, um, it, yeah. we move on. Um, so, but anyway, so one time he gets his check, he calls in like, Hey, they've got sent it out, whatever. And he's like, Hey, um, they I'm, and he like, he like rips the check when he's on the phone. With oh yeah. Too. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, but he, <laughs> one day he's talking on that phone to her and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in Kansas city, which is where her call center is that she's working from. So I'm going to be in Kansas city next week. Um, I bet he didn't actually make plans to go to Kansas City. Uh, I disagree. I, I feel like he probably would have. He would just make something up. To yeah, go he there. would make a, up a reason to be there. That's my point. Oh, you're mm -hmm. just saying he's just like saying it so that he can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the, that's my that's the point I make. I mean, he doesn't have, have literally nothing better to do. Um, so he's like, you know, when I get into town, you know, like you know, I'll, I'll let you know. Maybe we can go have a drink or something. And she's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, that that sounds great. And then she's like, that could be a bad idea. He's just kind of like, maybe, I don't know. Um, and so they they hang up the phone and she's just kind of like, you know, dreamy about this person that she's been talking to, whom she knows is retired, probably. Mm -hmm. So it's very likely. So she is aware of he the He probably age retired gap. early, though. Maybe. In fairness. Well, he is popping a litany of pills. So, I mean, how would you? You could only like infer what you could from like their voice. Yeah. Whether they're old or not. So, you know, which, which you can clearly tell that I'm older. 
than you guys. Yeah, you old fart. Yeah. <laughs> did you set me up for that? Maybe. You <laughs> totally did. I'm so proud of you. Uh, we're definitely settling into the rhythm here. <laughs> One morning, uh, Frank wakes up just after 3.30. It's like 3.32-ish. Um, it's like the exact same sequence as the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but it's different in the timing. And so he wakes up. He goes downstairs to the kitchen. And suddenly. <laughs> yeah, he suddenly you see these guys, like these three soldiers basically emerge from the shadows. This is where the audience is probably like, what on earth am I watching right now? Yeah. So they they follow him very quietly towards the kitchen. They've got like that cool corner shotgun that like bends around the corner so that mm-hmm. they can see what's going on through the door. Um, and so eventually they they go through. They kick the door down to his kitchen. No one's there. He pops out from he knew, yeah, from like the bathroom or something behind all of them, snaps one of the dudes necks, uh, takes down the other guy, and the third guy comes at him with like a sedative needle. Um, uh, what I'm assuming is a sedative, could be also just straight up poison. Um, I don't know, and uh basically applies the needle to the guy. I mean, like, he's retired and extremely dangerous. He's extremely dangerous. The thing that overall I find like very, I get it. It's a comedy. What is kind of unbelievable is that it's like, I feel like in general, they don't try to kill people. Yeah. Well, it depends. W- which it feels like the Spider-Man thing, right? From like the game where it's like, okay, well, <laughs> the guy would be dead. No, he- they, they will kill. That's not, that's never been a problem. Um, it's just that they obviously they don't they don't do it in excess, right? They have targets, yeah, and they have threats that they deal with. So, um, like Morgan Freeman's character just straight up shoots a dude, but the dude's holding a gun to his head. So, yeah. go figure, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, um, spoilers. Yeah. Well, you know we're about to get there. So, <laughs> anyway, um, Frank gets ambushed by those guys, but he ambushes them back. Uh, he digs up his crate in the basement, which I'm curious to know actually how long that would take to. Like, it's the very cliche, like, dig up the crate of, you know. I bet for him, it didn't, it would not have taken that long. Probably not. He's got a pistol. He's got money. He's got passports. It is funny, though. Just, like, that scene is, I mean, done completely differently, but in context. But it's exactly the same as John Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Where it's like... (laughs) Um, I, I really always good. loved when he took the bullets out and put them oh, on. Like, mm-hmm. I always thought that was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I, and I always sit there wondering, does that, because they did this in Psych 2 at one point. Mm-hmm. And I always wondered, do, could you actually do this? Not in the way that they show it there, because how they show it, the bullet fires and ricochets off the pan and like into the room. But in reality, um, the pan would probably get flung off of the stove and all like unless it's unless the bullet is like following the curvature of the pan. um, It's very likely the pan would just fly off after the first bullet hits because it hits the pan. So it's just, you know, I'd I'd be curious to see like it it is just gunpowder in there. Like It doesn't. I know it it is interesting. I don't know exactly either because like. The way that it fires is that you hit the, yeah, the strike. The strike yeah, you strike so. the trigger point. Um, who knows? Uh, but anyway, he's waiting in the basement. He's waiting for these bullets to go off. The bullets go off, and then you see across the street. 
a line <laughs> of just like seven dude, like 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 four or five dudes, just like light this house up, like just guns blazing. They've got drum magazines. Um, they're just unloading round after round after round, slowly. It didn't make the evening the news for some reason. For some reason, I. I at least for me, this is where the start of it, where it's like, okay, this is definitely a comedy. <laughs> yeah. actually do they like slowly <laughs> advance toward the house in the line. And like the entire house is it. I also keep in mind the fact that there was a strike team that already went in there. And so these people are assuming that their comrades are yeah. dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, they could also just be like lighting up their friends or their, their coworkers, I guess, if you want to call them coworkers. Um, well, I don't the the way that I took it was they probably were trying to communicate with them and were getting nothing. Yeah. So yeah, they just like light this place up. They go into the house. Um, Frank Moses skillfully takes all of them out. Um, Such a badass. Just awesome. And then he's walking out of the house and the porch, which has been riddled <laughs> with bullets, just collapses behind him as he leaves. Um just like a hilarious illustration that is slapstick comedy done right it is very it is like the action equivalent of slapstick comedy it's so much fun um so yeah uh he leaves goes to kansas city he goes to kansas city and sarah is i i, I actually love how they do these transitions yeah the, like postcards. the postcards yeah i think that was fun. great there's one postcard that comes up later that i am gonna highlight like okay. it, like it was a like it's a really funny postcard transition, but we're mm-hmm. not quite there yet. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But yes, the postcard transitions are real cool. Yeah. Frank goes to Kansas City. Sarah is getting done with a date, and the guy's like, you know, are you gonna invite me inside? And she's like, uh, no, no. <laughs> because he basically she's like talking about all of the things that he didn't like about him. Like he lives with his mother. He doesn't have a job. Oh yeah. As she's coming in. Yeah. At, yeah. She's like cracking a beer or something, and. She goes to like go over to her bedroom or living room or whatever it is, and Frank's just there in the, the hallway, like, hey. Do you know what I do you know do you know what I immediately thought about when I watched this yesterday morning? What? Remember when we made a joke about this in the prestige episode? Oh. <laughs> I immediately thought of the prestige. Like in my notes, it says Frank just shows up prestige style. And she doesn't know who the heck he is. And he's just like, the avocado. It's Frank. The avocado, and she like throws <laughs> stuff. At she throws the beer can at him, and he he follows her into into the he room. Just, he doesn't do any like he's literally yeah, just he's like just there, like trying to talk to her. But, and she's but just, it, it just how they cut it though. Like literally, she, she walks, she sees him, he says, "Hey," she walks past him, and she's like, "Wait a second," <laughs> <laughs> goes back, leans back into the hallway again. Nowadays. This would not happen. No. Um, so anyway, she just like starts throwing things and she throws like a potted plant. Uh, she just she like has like a candle holder and she starts taking the candlesticks off and just like that throwing was them so at him. Because it was like clearly you would hit him with the candle holder, but she takes the candles out and it's just it's like yeah. what is that gonna do? And Frank's just like like trying to like bat everything like stop like what are you doing? Did, did you pack? Well, yeah. Yeah. Did you vacuum? Yeah, it was messy. He's like, yeah, well, it was messy. Like, <laughs> That's where you clearly can tell he's retired, where he's just like, he's used to just. <laughs> it's just this moment. Of like, did, wait, did you, did you vacuum? <laughs> yeah, a little. little. It was messy. <laughs> She's like, you, okay, no. <laughs> but Frank's is like, look, people are trying to kill me. 
And then he, he manages to get why her to stop. Why would someone want to kill me? Yeah, she's like, they're trying to kill you too. And she's like, why? Well, because of the fact that like we talk and they know I like you, you know? Dude, he like put it on the line right there. Yeah, he's just kind of All like, cards on the table. I'm like, I respect you, Frank Moses. Yeah, man, man did not mince his words. Um, but he's like, look, we got to go. There are people showing up. We got to get out of here. She, it kind of like cuts. It's like a, um, a, not a J cut. I don't know what the other version of that is. It's one of many moments where the cuts in this movie are absolutely hilarious. So it cuts Mm -hmm. to them. It's edited extremely well. Yeah. It it cuts them in the car. You just see Frank like, look, you know, this isn't the way that tossing stuff out of her purse, like tossing stuff out out the window. And she's like, you know, I, I know this isn't the way that, you know, that you wanted it to happen. It's not the way I wanted it to happen either. And hopefully it's just one of those things that we can look back on and, you know, just laugh about it someday. And it cuts to her in the back, <laughs> back seat and she's just duct tape. Her mouth is duct tape. Um, and so she just starts like rambling through her duct tape. You just hear like, <laughs> like no, and, then, and, then he, and then he goes. Oh, I get it. You're probably hungry. What do you want to go get? And then you just hear, if, if you listen really carefully, she's like, pizza. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I think there is just a little disclaimer in the sense of like, this is definitely a trope that's in a lot of movies that they're playing off of. Yes. I don't think they're like, it's also a comedy and it's supposed to be like lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I don't think like this is the proper way to go about things. Like clearly... The Genesis like podcast taking- and its hosts do not endorse this behavior yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or encourage it for that matter. But I, I mean, like in general, even in this, like the idea of like, Hey, I'm protecting this person by taking them against their will is still like wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. There's, there's a Stockholm syndrome yeah. almost element. to. Oh, the but, but what it's doing is it's playing off of other movies that do this a lot. So, yeah. Um, and so they go down to, I think it's new Orleans. Is it? Um, New Orleans? Yeah, yeah. Or I think that it is. is. That sounds right. Yeah, yes, it is in New Orleans. Well, That's yeah. right. Yeah, New Orleans. Because they meet up with Morgan Freeman first. Yeah. Right? So Joe, well, he's in. Well, like, no, no. They. <laughs> or is it in and, Birmingham? I no, it's, Birmingham. no, no, no. That's they. They go to Alabama later. Yes. They're the going. Mobile. They go to New. Yeah. They go to New Orleans because they're gonna. Well, Frank's gonna meet up with Joe. Meanwhile, yeah. he. Ties Sarah up in the hotel room. I, I, I find this funny because he brings her into the hotel. He takes the duct tape off her mouth and then puts, puts more it back on. on. <laughs> he puts more on. Just like, what? Well, I, I think he was just trying to like have a communi- actual communication with her. Then he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and then, and then this was, this was like, this might be shockingly. This was the first quote I w- wrote in my notes, but like he duct tape her up and he then just he's just goes, like, your eyes. Want to watch? Well, yeah, he says like, that. Your eyes are so beautiful. She just no, but, rolls her eyes. No, with the thing. No, with the thing I wrote on was, want to watch TV? Yeah, <laughs> she just like, because <laughs> mm, like, she's like, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. So he 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 basically ties her up and then leaves, and then he goes to visit Joe, and Joe is having his moment. <laughs> the TV's not working, so he has one of the nurses <laughs> like try to. <laughs> Fix it, and she. The Genesis podcast does, does not also not endorse this behavior. This behavior. <laughs> um, and he's just staring at her butt. Um, <laughs> and so to see doesn't point, she ask like, "Why don't you just get a, like a new TV or get this fixed?" Right? No, well, it, not really. He, um, he asks the nurse for 
the a better picture. Mm. And she and and when when he no, because it's really funny, because when she when when he's like, oh, that's it, and she gets up and looks at him, he just goes like Yeah, just gives her like the <laughs> just gives her this smile. look. And like you know she you know that she knew what he may, really well, meant by good picture. May, oh, yeah. mm, that's debatable. Well, by her reaction, I'm just like, oh, she knew. She knew what he was it's doing. The, the thing like that I at least took from it is that they're kind of making a contrast with uh, Bruce Willis's character. Yeah. In the sense of he is the swamp spine. Yeah. Speaking of I Bruce think. Willis, he's standing in the door and he goes, wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think he just goes, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As they go to hug, he's like, "You should be ashamed of yourself." <laughs> but they hug; they're they're chatting it out, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Morgan's like, "Well, not Morgan." Joe's like, "Well, did you ID these people?" And and Frank just hands him an envelope with a bunch of severed fingers. Um, <laughs> and and there's, there's the line of Joe's just like, "This used to be a gentleman's game," you know, like <laughs> or um, like there. Well, before that, he goes like, "Like they, they're cashing up," and Frank's just like, "Met a girl, cuts to Sarah." Who's trying to escape? Yeah, it's the complicated. She's tied up to. It's like it's like a two second cut, and then it just <laughs> straight back cuts back to it's Frank amazing. and Joe. It's so good. Um, and so they they ID this hit squad, um, which apparently was responsible for killing uh, like a, a reporter, um, a, a Mer- Chinese American reporter, or mm-hmm. from China. Did we talk about Cooper yet? Because there's a scene with Cooper oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, you're correct. Yeah, so Cooper gets introduced. He's he's killing this uh, oh. while he's casually talking on the phone to his wife. He's casually talking yeah. on the phone to his wife about this about something that's going on with his kid at school, um, and he actually is like disagreeing with her in the argument. If you're paying attention to it, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, he, yes, you're right. It's such like a juxtaposition, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> like the conversation that he's having and what like he's, he's planting doing, evidence yeah. and he, he kills this uh, this rich guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he's like, do you, do you know who I am? It's like, of course I do. You know, he kills him, hangs him. Um, and so he gets told that his next assignment is this Frank guy, Frank Moses, who's a retired CIA analyst. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, which he later learns is means very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he yeah, he's in his, he goes off to fly out and do this assignment. But anyway, they're now they're down in New Orleans. They're talking. Uh, Frank's talking to Joe. Um, and they get this ID on like a, a South African hit squad, which is also res- responsible for killing this uh, reporter from Chinatown in New York. Um, and so he, you know, he thanks him and goes off. And Sarah, meanwhile, has escaped. She's managed mm-hmm. to like wear off, wear out the really. If she breaks the bed, frame. yeah, she breaks the bed frame. Basically, yeah. I got and- stage four liver cancer. What can they do to me? They well, can still, they can shoot, still you. shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that's true. Um, I, I do think this is also like where to me it starts setting up this like this idea of like building a team back together, like having it. It's almost like the heist movie, right? Yeah, where it's like, getting, oh, it's like, Ocean, like Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's also like the the idea of um, that. I feel like I don't know. Morgan Freeman's like perfect for this in the sense he, of like, yeah. I feel like there's so many movies that do like a similar thing, probably with him. This that, movie that is, is but it ex- does it really well. This movie is extraordinarily well cast. But but like for the idea of like oh we're gonna get like the old people back together like it's just like the idea of like oh we're getting the band back together. 
He does like, say that like, later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. Way later in the movie. But it, it's like there's just some kind of like nostalgic feeling of just like, oh, like we're gonna like how things used to like, be. There you, used like, to be class. Like you are just introduced to these yeah. characters. You just introduced them and you already like you're already getting that sense of nostalgia and you don't mm. even know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh so Sarah escapes, she calls the cops. And there's a cop that is like, you know, I think that was really brave what you did. Cooper actually, that's actually, that's actually how Cooper oh, yeah. found. That's how Cooper finds that's him. That's how Cooper she found does, him. She has the 911 call. And he's also made, he's oh, already made the mm-hmm. link between Moses and, uh, and Sarah. This was the first, yesterday's watching was the first time it occurred to me that he called her 22 times. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So he actually has the line because uh, he's looking through the, basically Frank's mail and a bunch of other stuff. And he's like. He, he's calling the service center in Kansas City. He's like, so Frank Moses made it, this called this rep like 22 times and that didn't stand out to you at all? Like, stupid? <laughs> it's, a, it's a call center. So. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It also like shows that Cooper is good at his job. Yeah, he's competent. He's a hitman. You know, he's, he's cold, he's calculated, et cetera, et cetera. And so he finds his active 911 call from Sarah in New Orleans and he's like, all right, we got to, fly out to new orleans and so he just goes um it's it's interesting that he gets there that quickly no they go to new york no no no, they go from louisiana i i'm talking about cooper yeah oh oh, okay we still have have this movie definitely plays with time a little bit a little bit (laughs) so yeah he goes to to new orleans and it's, so it's an action comedy. They can get away. With I, I know that, that's yeah. why I'm like, I don't really care in this movie. <laughs> Sarah escapes while Frank is out visiting Joe and she is talking to this cop. The cop's like, what you should do, what you did was really brave. Basically like starts to escort her to her, to his uh, squad car. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I got to go get some stuff back at the place. It's like, nope, you're coming with me. And just like kind of drags her along. Which you're like, oh, corrupt cop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's moving to sedate her. He like starts to, inject her and then uh frank shows up and he's steals. half successful too yeah he's half successful he steals the squad car and uh takes sarah with him and they're driving and she and there's the line where like this is just like love's savage secret yeah. <laughs> as they're driving away because she is like drugged right yeah now. she is like basically high at this point yeah um, you really are CIA. <laughs> yeah. So, and also she makes the kind of like, you also have really pretty eyes. And he's just kind of like, has a little bit of a smile at that. And, you know, they get hit by Cooper. Cooper kind of like hits their, uh, the back part of the car with mm-hmm. his, with his car spins out Frank's car. The, he just the, casually the, gets out and while the, it's spinning. The like, I don't know. Maybe the most iconic scene from the movie, at least yes. for me, where it's just Frank, like, okay, that is, he's extremely beat. Yeah. <laughs> Frank slides out of the driver's seat and you, there's a shot of the back of the car as it's spinning, passing right behind his leg. As the he most iconic sign, scene for me in this movie is yet to come. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. yet to come. I will, you will know, you'll know when we Th- get This is at least when I remember, like, cause, okay, you guys have seen the movie a ton of times. I've only seen it a few times and it was a long time ago. And I'm like, I remembered that part specifically. It's, it's like, okay. Awesome. It is, it is very, really it is setting very him up cool. As, like, he is like the top of the top. <laughs> he is a smooth operator, right? You know, like just slides out of the car. The car barely misses him as he walks out. Like it's calculated. 
mm-hmm. and he just starts lighting up Cooper's car, his SUV. Like, like right at the driver's seat. Yeah, yeah, right at the driver's seat. And Cooper's like ducked down. He can't even poke his head up because like. He did not well, know what he was getting into. And he's competent and he got like way thrown off. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. Anyway, he's just kind of like the car back. He backs the car up into a building or whatever to like get cover. And Frank uh, jumps back in the car, starts the driveway, gets on the radio in the squad car and just basically. Uh, he pretends pe- to be a cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he pegs Cooper as the suspect. So describes yeah, yeah. Cooper, uh, you know, white male in his 30s, whatever it is. Like, tight. Cooper's you know. out of his car, and then he sees a cop car coming from him. He's like, what's going on? And then he realizes that's going to hit me. He's like, oh, crap. Yeah, so, so Cooper <laughs> tries to follow him, and at a certain point um, at this intersection, he's, like, trying to see where, where Frank went, and a bunch of squad cars show up. And there are two circle shots done basically in a row of just like all the cops around yeah. him. <laughs> and he's, this dude's got a desert, he's got a deagle. He's got a desert yeah. eagle and it's this giant gun. And he just slowly sets it down. And the look on his face before he gets tackled, which is, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's priceless. Okay. okay. Like, I don't know if you, you guys kind of thought this, but like at this point, like I did get the idea that he is somebody who still kind of follows the rules. Though. Yes. Oh, 100%. Because yes. like he could have gone rogue and like ran from the cops and like tried to like shoot at him. But I think he was just like, it's easiest if I just follow what they want me to do. Well, he knows the CIA is going to like get him out of yeah. his is stuff and so um yeah he gets tackled it's hilarious um next thing we know uh frank and sarah are driving to new york and they need to go talk to the mom of the reporter <laughs> just just a point earlier this though. is, like, this they, is they where the from, movie really screws with time they, they what went happens? from new orleans to new york in a night and she's like Wait, what? Like when she? <laughs> yeah. How do we get to New York? Because she was just like, we're just going all over the place. Sarah would be excellent at cinema sins. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and, and and Frank's just like, yeah, they're still, they're they're clearly still out to get you, so you have to stay with me. And she's just like, oh, I really hate you. It, it was not like my the- not my best first date. Not my worst. Well, it, it's it's funny because she she has this line. Where is it? Um. She was like, I was hoping not to get kidnapped or drugged. I was hoping you'd have hair. (laughs) (laughs) Just like smiles at him, fake. Like, so I guess none of us are getting what we want right now. (laughs) Uh, She's like, not my, not my best first date. And then she's kind of like, not my worst either, honestly. Um, And so they, they go off to visit the mom of the reporter who was, was killed. You can't just go around duct taping people. Yeah, so he he pulls out the He's duct tape. He's got the duct tape ready. <laughs> no, and, well, he hands her to you like, here, hold this. She's like, what? No. Yeah. No. She's like, just, she's like, look, people are basically like decent. decent. People are decent. And of course, Frank, being an ex-CIA operative, is just like, that's not my experience. And she's like, look, just let me talk to her. And so they- Yet again, he goes for the non-personable. <laughs> yeah. And so they they sit down and talk with the mom and uh, well Sarah's doing most of the talking and um, eventually the mom kind of like it's like wait did you work with with my daughter and and Sarah just kind of like lies and is like you know yeah and um, the mom goes and grabs a postcard which has what we later find is like a a, a book 
number, basically an ID mm-hmm. for this. This was book. real. This was really cool. Yeah, and so this um, is a really clever way. To- Frank finds this postcard, which is to I think Harvard, like Harvard's library. Uh, or it was a library somewhere in New York. I can't remember exactly where. I thought it's he, not, I, I thought it's he not said, Harvard. I thought he said NYU. NYU. It's NYU. Okay, it's NYU. Yeah. Okay. I I missed that completely. Uh, so they go to the NYU library, and at a certain point, Sarah's like, "Wait, why are we here?" And he goes, "Well, it's a it's an identification for a, a Chinese." Um, book. Essentially, it's the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, it's based. Yeah. Yeah, but like specifically, specifically for that library. For that yeah. Library. Yeah. And she's like, "Wait, like you." Do you speak Chinese? And he, just, and he just speaks Chinese straight yeah. up. And no subtitles or anything. It's literally like, yeah, he can do this. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, holy, holy crap. Like, you know, <laughs> like as, as they're walking out of the elevator, she's like kind of impressed. Like, uh, so they go find this book. And sure enough, there's a, a like a post-it, basically a little sheet of paper with a list of names. Mm-hmm. And on that list is Frank Moses and like Joe and like a bunch of other people and they identify um, this cargo pilot who is not yet dead. Um, And so they go to call Joe and talk to him about it. And Joe is uh, not there because he was uh, effectively assassinated by uh, an operative yeah, um, yeah, like he comes in and he's like, "Oh, that's the way it's gonna be." Yeah, he's like, "That's that's how it is, right?" It's like, yeah, yeah. it's it's like that. And so, uh, you kind of get the implication. There's ambulances. They find the one nurse that he was perving on earlier, and like mm-hmm. that nurse, like kind of tells him what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, he just kind of. But I thought this was like actually a, a meaningful point, though, that uh, Frank is not completely emotionless on this. Yeah, he's yeah. like you get the idea of like oh like he's experienced it before but like Joe was a friend. Yeah. Joe very was a much close so. friend of his. Yeah. Yeah. And so um it's just like yeah, uh, he he doesn't really understand what he's like but we got to you know we have to go take care of things. Mm-hmm. Um meanwhile, um after this revelation, we cut back to Cooper who is in uh who goes to his boss's office and is like Frank Moses is not an analyst who's never worked in the field. And he slaps a file down on her desk. Like this dude is like legit. And she looks at the file and she starts writing him what I'm guessing is a passcode um, and hands it to him. And, and she's like, you're going to go to the record. It, it's not a permission slip. <laughs> well, it, kind of, it kind of is though. <laughs> well, remember later on, Frank talks about the security of the place. Yeah, and so okay. you kind of get, it's like a passcode. Pretty they, much. they go, they go to the records room, which is basically a giant vault. It's a vault of files that this one dude, the records keeper, sits in all day. <laughs> I um, love that actor. Yeah, he was, was, yeah. the, the records keeper was very funny in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like he he well, was he, like, he sells the whole like there yeah, used to be it. like an old way yeah. of doing it's things. Like, like, he, like. He, he hands this giant file to to Cooper, like slaps. On I was I was thinking this. I'm like, man, that file is bigger than the instruction manual for 
my giant Millennium Falcon model. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, not I, I thought you were gonna say the one from Top Gun for the, <laughs> <laughs> that he throws away. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, like th- th- this also is where it's like Frank Moses is a legend and he knows it because he, like he's the record keeper. He's like this guy's special. So yeah. my shirt is <laughs> especially fitting. Yeah, yeah. Cooper's <laughs> flipping through the file and everything is redacted. Like it's he, like he's like you got oh, that, that was me. great. <laughs> yeah, that was scene. so funny. He's just listening. Like there's like four words on the entire page. The rest is just. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the records keeper is like, Frank Moses is one of the most effective black ops agents we've ever had. <laughs> this man has a sassy heads of state. Hell, he's, he's toppled, toppled governments. governments. <laughs> and he goes, the man was truly gifted. <laughs> 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 just like, and Cooper's just like, what? Um, but eventually it's just like, you know, kind of gives him that smile, that like fake. And we deemed him, smile. and we deemed him red. Yeah. Red? Some, yeah, you know, R.E.D., retired and extremely dangerous. Yeah, he goes some thumb sucker, which I guess is implied for, like, some new person at the organization. Oh, like a baby. Him. Yeah, basically, like, yeah. someone who's new. Tags like, like him red. You too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I never thought you would turn the old <laughs> fart joke back around on us. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> That's... That's fair. That was that was good. Yeah, but the record scene is like someone came along and tagged him red. You know, red R E D retired, extremely dangerous. So speaking of that, so I so I texted you guys who was saying that I have a really fun fact about this movie, and I think this is the this is the time mm-hmm. to share it. Go for it. Okay. So, um, so you you guys probably both know I listen to movie soundtracks. Yeah. Like yeah. regularly. Yeah. So I listen to this movie's soundtrack because I love the composer Christoph Beck. He's done movies like Ant-Man. He did Free Guy. It seems like that type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but listen to these track titles. I thought, like, when I saw this, I laughed so incredibly hard. So, track number one is Retired Extremely Dangerous, right? Yep, yep, yep. Going down the line, Rotating Enforcement Device, Radical Early Discovery, the <laughs> <laughs> executioner is destroyed. <laughs> you, you see where this is going. Wow. That's amazing. That's like, no, but like, yeah, I have pulled up right here. It's wow. every track title. It's, if you, if you do a provision, it's R-E-D. That's, That's great. It's so, I, I saw that. I'm just like, this is how you know film composers love their job. Well, and, and they actually, do this or they're like, they, like Michael Giacchino has his track titles are usually really punny. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and for uh, Batman begins, um, Christopher Nolan and, uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Hans Zimmer. Sorry. And Thomas Newton Howard, I think who also helped him with the soundtrack. Okay. They named all of the tracks after species of bats. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really cool. It's really neat. Um, so it's, it's not uncommon, but uh, that is also hilarious that each one of them is basically a spelling for red. I just, I, yeah, I, I saw him like, that's gold. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, Cooper gets his info from the records keeper, uh, who is an ardent fan of Frank Moses. Um, and so in the meantime, Frank and Sarah go to Florida and they visit Marvin's. They this is the postcard transition that I loved because if you, if you looked really carefully, this is the first time I like actually noticed this, but when it goes to the postcard, it's an animation. It's like, there's like two alligators and a swan. And the alligators, like, rip the swan apart. Oh, <laughs> so ne- next time you watch it, just page into the Florida postcard. Uh, it's uh, yeah. so funny. That's awesome. I yeah, I died. 
they they go to Florida and they're gonna go visit uh, this guy Marvin and so who has, has this, died who many has times. died many times and so there's <laughs> there's this moment right where they take this this boat out into the bayou and um and they stop at this house and they get out of the boat and he's like don't pull out your cell phone and she's like you I don't have my because he tossed it out of the car earlier he's like I don't have my cell he's like don't talk about cell phones he's it, like don't I make don't any you, I don't know if you caught this but Sarah was like no all we need is a banjo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they approach the house. Yeah, when they approach yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's like, don't make any sudden movements. And, and you know, she's just like, look, are you kidding me? And then Marvin pops out Cata- of- Catapults, catapults out. out of this hiding place <laughs> with this crossbow. And he's pointing it at Frank. And he's like, why are you trying to kill me? And this Frank- guy's OP. Yeah. OP. OP. John Malkovich is the best part uh, of this movie. Yeah, Frank, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Marvin's like, why are you trying to kill me? And Frank just goes, I'm not, I'm not trying to kill you. And he's like, oh, oh, really? You know, the last time I was, you know, wait, what was it he says? It's like, it's like last time I was here, you were trying to kill me. Here, yeah. We were well, quoting I, I this earlier last today. Time yeah. We met. Yeah, Some, last time we met, I tried like to kill. Yeah. I tried to kill you, and Frank goes, "That was a long time ago." And Marvin goes, "Some people hold on to things like that." And so <laughs> Frank kind of gets up in his business and is just like, "Look, I'm not trying to kill you," which means we're friends, okay? Like, and she's with me too. And Sarah's just like, like over, so like, yeah, hi. Like, <laughs> and Frank's like, "We're not trying to kill you, Marvin." Marvin's like, "Okay," and Frank just goes, "Good." You want to take that knife out of my balls? And, and it, it cuts, and it cuts, cuts out. to a side frame, and you just see this giant like machete, machete. <laughs> that Marvin slowly pulls away from from Frank's groin. Um, and so they're they're walking out, and, and Frank's or Marvin's just like, I don't stay out in the open. And so they the they, first and and I want to say is the, the first time I saw this movie in theaters. What happens next is the first time I laughed out loud, like really laughed out loud because I knew I was going to like, cause I, this is the moment where I'm just like, yeah, this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. So they're, yeah, yeah they're walking to, so they're walking away from the house. Yeah. It's like, crap, I'll show you the house. What's that decoy. decoy. He walks up to this old car <laughs> and we're all just like, and, and you know, the audience is like first time watching, they're just like, and so my friend Joe and I were watching this. It was his first time. We, he's approaching the car and he's just like, don't tell me the house is underneath. Don't tell me his house is, he lives in the car. Sure enough, Marvin lifts up the hood. And there's not an engine, but it's like an entrance. It's an yeah. entrance to an underground bunker. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean like, okay, okay. When you walk away from like, I mean, initially you kind of get hints of like, okay, why wouldn't you want to do all this stuff? And then like, there's little hints of like, oh, he doesn't live in that house. It's like, okay. This guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. My note says Frank and Sarah go to Florida and visit Marvin, who is crazy. <laughs> and so they they get into this this basement part, and he hands them like gas masks and yes, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, he's like, like straight up like Fallout bunkers. Yeah, he's like, let me put it to you this way. He's like, when the helicopter flew over, you know, over this place like a couple weeks ago, he's like, I could feel their eyes on me. And he just like starts going nuts. He, he's like, you know, I could feel their eyes. It's like, cra- It was crazy to the point where one of the quotes that I also wrote down is they switch the flip and you're done. Yes. <laughs> they, they switch the flip and you're done. He's like, just, man, cell phones, 
Satellites. <laughs> and Frank just looks at Sarah like, The dentist. <laughs> the, dentist. the dentist. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it was on and on. Uh, I, I, would, I, would, I would think like, being the actor in this would be so much fun to just oh, be like, John Malkovich crazy. was probably having the time of his life doing this movie. And so eventually, uh, Frank is like, look, just get the names, right? And he goes, oh, I got to check the file. And, he, and then he goes on the story about how Marvin was... Yeah, thought he was oh, being... Yeah, so this he, was great. This, this, was, was, great. this <laughs> was so funny. He's talking to Sarah, giving her a little more context. He's like, look, you know, uh, uh, Ma- Marvin thinks that he was being drugged for a really long time. She goes, oh. And no, no, goes, no, and under mind control. Under mind control. Here, yeah. As it turns out, as it turns out, he was given daily doses of LSD for 11 years. And she's just like, well, in that case, he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, fantastic, you know? Um, and so, so actually, this is a reference to um, MK Ultra, which was like basically the CIA's attempt to use like mind control drugs and stuff yeah yeah and, and that's where like i'm saying where it's like it's done very lighthearted and it's yeah it's and, like, very this is a really but serious this is thing dark stuff but <laughs> um but yeah so eventually uh marvin links the names to this operation that they did in guatemala where they had to go in and like clean up some like they had to basically go clean up this village mm-hmm. um in the middle of the night and so eventually um, Sarah's looking at the list, so she's like, you know, everyone on this list is is dead. He just goes, that's it. Like, do you know what's, what's wrong, wrong with this country? And Sarah just goes, everyone's trying to kill us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then the very next line is it's one of my favorite. I think it's one. Of, it's one of the most iconic lines. It's not the most iconic <laughs> line in the movie, but it is one of them. Where mm-hmm. he goes, I never thought I'd say this, but. I'm getting the pig. <laughs> and, 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 and everyone, she's just like, oh. well, and then oh, I wrote right. I, I wrote this in the neck in my notes where it's like, because right after he says that it immediately cuts to this stuffed pig. hot pink stuffed pig that is just sitting by them. And I just wrote next. I just wrote next to that. Marvin is the goat. <laughs> yeah. He's got this. He's he got is the goat. <laughs> and so they're out in public. Like, wait, he well, needs a well, stuffed I, pig. I guess the, there was an important thing that wasn't there one person not on the list. Yeah, yeah. With that that's that's revealed yeah. later in the oh, movie. Okay. Right. Yeah, um, and so they they're out at this airport. Sarah's making a call and to find out where this pilot is. No, gonna be. they're not at the airport yet. They're still they're still in Florida. Oh, they're still yeah they're still there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. but she's making a call at a cafe somewhere. Yeah, where are you saying? Yeah, up? yeah. and so that? so Frank uh, Marvin's just like. I don't, I don't like her. I don't like this. They're probably pulling her voice from the cell. So, so what's the angle? No angle. I like her. (laughs) He's like, look, I know we can, we can kill her and dump her body. I know a great place (laughs) up the road with with, with gators, right? With gators. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Frank's like, we're not getting rid of the broad, right? (laughs) Like what angle? No angle. (laughs) I like her. I like her. Yeah. Wasn't this also the point where he sees like the helicopter? Yeah. He's no. No, well, not yes, yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. so like he has a napkin. And he like yeah, he notices yeah. this helicopter and he oh like pulls yeah, out his you're right. And, yeah. and starts like noting the registry number. You're right. Um, Sarah comes back and is like, okay, you know, uh, Gabriel Singer is going to be the pilot. Is going to be he's the pilot. Um, is going to be in Mobile, uh, Ana- Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be in Mobile. Uh, or yeah, tomorrow or whatever. And so they're like, okay, so they got to go there. Um, I'm trying to see here if. 
Yeah, Mars. No, they they just go they they just go straight to. Yeah, so they go straight to the airport. It cuts to the airport, and so they're walking around, and this woman is like kind of like walking after them, and Marvin <laughs> stops as she walks by, pulls her aside, and just goes, "You smell like Washington," <laughs> <laughs> and is holding this giant revolver up to her face. And she is just delirious, like as you would be if some random dude <laughs> pulled you aside with a revolver. You well, smell uh, like Washington. <laughs> was such that was such a, that's such a great line. Yeah, and so he's like holding her at gunpoint, and Frank comes up. He's like, Marvin, like it, it's well, not her. He's like, you know, she's an agent. There's a camera in her bag, and he like empties out this woman's bag, and he's like, look, no camera, and he hands it to her empty. He goes, ma'am, please go now, <laughs> and she leaves. And and he just goes up to Sarah like sorry about that, and it and so it cuts to them in this hangar, and Frank and Sarah are talking. And on the Marvin other side of the is hangar, like a like a five year old who's not who didn't get his favorite toy at Target. It's this hilarious and shot. And he's just holding this. He's just holding the pig by the tail. Yeah, by the tail, and he's just oh, he's just yeah, got this right. pouty face. He looks like a five year old. So funny. It's it's hilarious. It's <laughs> uh, so anyway the the pilot shows up and immediately Frank is just like, Hey, Guatemala, 1987, whatever the frick it is. I mean, he's like, we need to talk about this. And the pilot pulls out a knife, a knife. Frank pulls out, I guess his own knife or something or a gun. And then Marvin just pulls out his giant revolver and levels it at the dude's head. <laughs> and the pilot's just like, all right, okay, you got me. <laughs> so they're up in the control tower and they're, they're talking and, and, um, and uh, the pilot's like, I didn't tell the reporter, anything right one one really cool thing about this scene is like and and obviously like like relevant to what happens next but like every time it's it's like the camera goes on like our our main trio of characters or it's like facing the window you can see a helicopter like it, it it it's at an airport so it doesn't seem like a big deal yeah but you slowly see a helicopter come into the frame yeah mm-hmm. and then like 20 seconds later. <laughs> well, and 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 yeah. hold on here, because there's something pretty critical going on is 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 the pilot is talking about this guy that they had to fly in mm-hmm. or fly out or whatever it was. The fly out, yeah. yeah they had no, to fly, fly this, out. They had to fly this guy out in the middle of the night. And um uh Marvin and Frank are like, hey, it's you know, I love this line because it kind of shows that they're both kind of remembering it, but like mm-hmm. you know, you typically would, they don't know all the details. Like it's just that. It's that one guy who was in the suit and tie or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, and so uh, at a certain point, they continue talking, and Marvin is checking out this helicopter in the airport. And he's like, guys, it's it's a helicopter. And Sarah just goes, we're in an airport. We're in an airport. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> it's like, no, it's the same helicopter that he and saw And the earlier. camera, like, zooms in. Yeah, just like it's, like. it's like, it's the same helicopter. Yeah, just the reveal, <laughs> like, da, da, da. Um, and so he's writing out the register. He's like, it's the same registry number. And he pulls out his notes and they're going through the register number. And Frank's like, is this a four? Yeah, that's a four. <laughs> and the pilot's just like, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. And he goes over to look out the window and he gets shot. And so the bullets start lighting up this control tower. That, that was a great, like, there's not like many jump scares. No, I would that say. was that was it was good, actually that was just like, yeah. it was so good because it was so quick. Like you you're expecting there was a little bit more delay, but it was like right away. Uh, yeah, I, I at least right away it jumps. Yeah. It yeah. jumps right to it. Yeah, so they they have to escape the tower. So right. John, you were talking about how the most iconic scene for you was when Frank spun like jumped out of the spinning car. 
Yeah. This next sequence is the most iconic sequence for me. Yeah, so <laughs> it probably fits the movie better, I would say. I, I have watched this scene on YouTube, like this whole next sequence on YouTube, hundreds of times, because it's my, it's that's the scene I remember the most yeah. from this movie. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're running through basically this area of the airport grounds with uh, cargo containers. And, and they, I, like, they, I have my notes here. And it just got this whole like thing by it. And it says this whole fight, 11 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> so they, so they run up and they see uh, this, the same woman that Marvin that held. Smelled like, like Washington. That smelled like Washington. Uh, just starts shooting at him. Looking with like gun. Boba Fett. Yeah. She's like, that's. Yeah. Because she's got the RPGs. Yeah. Like <laughs> later on she does. Oh. Not right. True. Right. She's, she's just, starting yeah, out just yeah, with the, yeah, just with yeah. the right. That's yeah. right, old man. Yeah. And it's just like, Marvin's like, called, did she just call us old man? Can I kill her now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this whole firefight that is just like, you know, the obviously Cooper is, you know, from the control room, just kind of directing things. And at a certain point, um, a guy throws a grenade at yeah, the we, trio. We need to talk about some of well, the, well, some of the stuff that happens in this sequence because well, it's, it's some of the most creative. Oh, we will, we will. Some of the most creative stuff but, I've seen in a movie. But it was funny because, like, wasn't it just like, did they just call us old man? Oh, no respect. No respect. Yeah, no respect. <laughs> and so there's at one point, there's a guy that throws a grenade at them. And Marvin. No, well, but no, before, well, just, before yeah. that. Oh, yeah, Nick, before Nick knows, that. Yeah. Yes. It's because I, like, I, again, I took a lot of notes. But <laughs> Marvin but, grabs the yeah, pig. Get the pig. And they, they open the bottom of the pig. No. And it's like a grenade it's launcher loaded with like, a, with like, no, I think more than one. I think there's more than one grenade launcher in there. Well, it's one grenade launcher. It's a couple of grenades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, but, but isn't it like, can we use the pig now? And you're just like, what? No, I think, no, I, he just says, get the pig. Yeah, or like say, open, open the pig, open the pig, open the pig. Yeah, open so the they pig. unzip the pig by the tail and it's just like a grenade launcher. And so they, start. so they, so, so they throw, so they toss a grenade up at one of the operatives. And then mm -hmm. this is, I think what you were about to say, because this is so funny. So then the other guys tosses a grenade down to them. Marvin grabs like the launcher, picks it up like, like a baseball bat swings and slams a grenade straight back at the guy. Who threw yeah. It just out. like TF2 yeah. scouts it. You yeah, know? yeah. And yeah. then as he's blowing up, you see Marvin. Yeah, he gives the middle finger up into the sky and you see the camera zoom all the way out into the satellite image that like <laughs> picks him out and shows him giving the middle finger. <laughs> Cooper's just like, dang it, you know? And, uh, and so they they start to run away again and the lady comes and, out. Oh, Marvin just steps up and Frank's like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it goes into like this Western style. No, 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 no. She shoots the RPG first. That's yeah, yeah you're right. It, she yeah. does. Yeah. She has to, she comes back out with an RPG. They two, dodge two out of the way. Them. Boba yeah. Fett style. Yeah. Marvin, Marvin just walks out. Frank's like, what are you doing? And it goes into like a standoff kind of thing. And so um, she loads up uh, another RPG. She raises her thing to shoot it. He holds up his revolver. The rocket fires he shoots his bullet and it goes straight down the nose of the rocket and explodes it and kills her. And, um, I, and you know that we have to quote this. Like we have to quote this. It ends with Marvin's just standing there. He just goes, old man, my <laughs> just like John was cueing me with the sensor button. You, you, you know, you know it had to be said. Of course, <laughs> yeah. 
That I think is the most iconic line in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I would agree. That's, <laughs> That's totally fair. And so they, they get out of there as the rest of the police are arriving. And if, if you notice, like at the point where the bullet collided with the rocket, the, the bullet went like more than half the distance between them, mm-hmm. well, which is why the rock, which is why the explosion annihilated her. Yeah. Well, and also very clearly in the shot, there was definitely a second explosive rigged up on the dummy, right? Yeah. Give. It, I it, mean, there would be an extreme on purpose. Yeah, it, <laughs> it looks very it, not real. It is It is one of the best fight sequences I've ever seen in a movie. It's just fun. It's, it's so, so much, much fun. fun. <laughs> and so they're driving away, um, right? And and it's now in the car. And Sarah's sleeping in the back. Frank and Marvin are talking in the front. And Notice how and, she sticks around. Well, Marvin's like, you really know how to show a girl a good time, Frank. <laughs> Frank's like, I will kill you. Um, but yeah, Marvin's like, notice how she sticks around. If women li- if women don't like you, they don't stick around. And Frank's like, it's not like she has a choice. It's like, and, and Marvin's just kind of like, sure she does. I'm like, ah, I wouldn't be so sure. But um, anyway. Frank's, it, it is funny, though. It just it's a like, really funny conversation. Yeah. Frank is telling Marvin, we need to get into the CIA. And uh, there's nothing we, uh, well, and Marvin's like, well, we're going to get killed there. He goes, well, we need help to be able to do it. Right. And they show up. I got to I gotta grab something. I'll be right back. All right. Do I pause the synopsis or do I keep going? No, keep going. All right. So they show up to the Russian embassy and, and, and Marvin's like, this is not the kind of help I was wanting. Um, so, so I thought like he meant, um, where they were going. Oh, where they were going to get help. Was going to, where they were going to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they, they show up at the Russian embassy. Frank goes in, he hands his gun out, right? He knows that, uh, uh, he knows that if he carries the gun and he will get shot. Um, and so he goes and he's like, I'm, I'm here to see, uh, this guy. And you know, it's Frank Moses. And obviously like you see from the point of view of the security system, like slowing down his voice and matching it and doing facial recognition. And, um, and so he, he goes inside and he's sitting at this table in the basement and this Russian guy comes in. He's like, man, you know, I, the last thing I expected when I got up this morning was seeing you. And, and he goes, I have, I have dreamed many times of killing you, Frank Moses. <laughs> he goes, but now, and he pulls out this bottle of vodka. You are, and I'm guessing, he, I'm guessing he says retired. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, what he it says was. something in Russian, and then cracks the vodka. He's like, I still do. I can't exactly remember if he like feels like he owes him or he he is angry about the fact that Frank killed Igor the butcher, who was Ivan's brother. Brother, cousin, or some relative? Yeah, yeah. some some yeah. blood relative, yeah. and uh, and so he's going to pour vodka. And they go to take a drink, and Frank goes, "He's not dead." Um, and I was just <laughs> oh, like, this "What?" Was and he's like, "I, you know, I flipped him. He owns a chain of Seven Elevens in California, and he weighs six hundred pounds." And Ivan just, <laughs> just loses oh! <laughs> Ivan's just losing it, and then they stop laughing, and Ivan's just giving him that really like. Very sly. I love his expressions in this movie. Just giving this really sly look, and then he just drink and like pours more vodka. You know, <laughs> um, and so Frank kind of gives his case. Like I gotta- haven't killed anyone in years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's like an addict, right? He, he just needs to get back into it. Um, it, it. It really it feels like two guys that had played a sport 
Yeah, like, yeah. Like, against each other. Yeah, yeah. Like if they were on like opposing football teams or something, they're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Ivan mentions that like, oh, you know, Victoria, this person you worked with, like she, she's mine. She's my lover. And, he, and he's just like, wait, no. Um, and Ivan's like, yes. Like, <laughs> well, like, no, he, he was saying that he was on his side. He was a Russian. She was a Russian spy. Oh, information yeah. Her. We're not, yeah, we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not, we're not at the level. I thought yeah, they're not, the not quite part, there yeah. yet. Okay. No, but it was, but there, it was just like, they were exchanging like, Oh, we flipped him. Well, you know what? She was on my side. So it's, it was like tit for tat. Gotcha. Kind of okay. 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 Um, so anyway, Frank gives his case. He's like, we got to get into the CIA building. We need the, the security layout. I don't know. To quote. Yes. And I, and in, in the truest sense, I'm going to break into the CIA national treasure Nick Cage style, yo. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna break into the CIA. I need, uh, I need the the security layout, and and Ivan's like, look, this is, I don't, I can't help you. And and Franco's, you know, offers him a favor in Russian, kind of like giving his word. And, and Ivan's like, ooh, a favor from Frank Moses. And then it cuts to them going into the CIA. And so like you get the you get the impression that he was he couldn't uh, resist. And so it's um. And Sarah at this point is just loving it. Yeah, she's, she's loving in. this. She's, she's in, in this. On this. So <laughs> well, she, she, yeah, she's living one of her novels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, Frank and Sarah go into the CIA building, and uh, they go to the well, elevator. Wait, wait. Yeah. No. Yeah. It just goes straight there. It just goes straight there. They go straight to the CIA. Yeah. Didn't they acquire another person? Nope. Nope. Okay. Not yet. Um, they go to the CIA and. Uh, they're handing out fake IDs and it, <laughs> he hands Frank hands the ID to Sarah. And she's like Shaniqua Johnson. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, You're, he's just like, you're adopted, you know, <laughs> um, nuclear physicist from Los Alamos. And, uh, and so they go in and they go into the elevator and he needs the, the contact, lens. the contact lens to fake the ID. And she drops the contact lens. And so that sets off alarms. The, yeah. The timer goes off and it sets off alarms. Well, because they were supposed to do the, oh, yeah. the scan. Yeah. In a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so three armed, like, you know, security forces officers just like show up uh, at the elevator, like freeze. It's so goofy. And it's just the general <laughs> standing on one side and his assistant, like on the floor looking for the, she, and she just, it's like the general has dropped his contact lens Perhaps you'd like to help us. <laughs> and they just are all like, oh, and they start like looking around and they, she finds the contact lens and, and, you know, he does the scan. Um, and you know, they're like, you know, have a good day, sir. And he leaves and, and she's like, you know, she starts laughing with like, with like the adrenaline rush. She's like, what do you suppose the punishment for doing this is? Death. Or life, in or life in prison. <laughs> life in prison. <laughs> and she's just like, awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and so they get down to the, the records keeper uh, floor in, in the basement. He, he, he holds the basement button for the lowest floor and it keeps going. Yeah, because she's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. He's like. And so he, yeah. So they get there and she's like, all right, how do we get through this? And he's like, well, the code changes every six hours it's it's unbreakable and he just like kicks through <laughs> yeah. the wall yeah, and like to reaches in and unlocks the door manually and they go through doesn't he just also like unbreakable yeah it's unbreakable <laughs> uh so they walk in and uh it's the records keeper he's so happy he's like 
Mr. Right, Moses. Mr. Moses. Uh, it, it's like meeting his like, yeah. It's uh, like meeting his idol. idol, idol. <laughs> yeah. Frank asks for the Guatemala file and he's like, ah, yeah, I can do that and goes over and like gives him the file. And I also have the impression that he's like so old at this point. He's like, I just don't even care if I get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I love when they're, when he's like, oh yeah, by the way, this, this young guy came in earlier and, and then and Frank just goes six, one cute hair. It was cute. (laughs) (laughs) But he looked a little tough for you. you So they have their kind of like very cordial goodbye and, um, and Frank and Sarah leave. And so Frank tells Sarah to go to like the break room or something while he goes take care of something. And he goes and he visits Cooper because he's now basically been challenged by this guy Mm -hmm. and they brawl. I mean, it, it is funny though, like in the sense of like it's almost a similar entrance to like when uh, Sarah meets Frank. Yeah, in the sense of like they were not expecting it whatsoever. Yeah, and he's just like, but the reaction is so different. Yeah, Cooper just looks at him like, oh crap! He's like, oh <laughs> no, they, it's him. They start brawling, and at first he has the upper hand on Frank, and then Frank like flips up a glass table and kicks him through it. Yeah. Um, and, and they that, just go to town. And at one point, he's got him in a lock, right? I, I wrote, the, oh, I wrote yeah, this yeah, down. Yeah, and it yeah. says, and Frank's just like, Cart, Cardesky train you? Yeah. Yeah. Breaks his arm. I train Cardesky. <laughs> yeah. He, he says, like, he's like, Cordesky train you? Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's like, I trained Kordinsky and then bro- like, like <laughs> dislocates his arm. Yeah, I think it's dislocated. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Because they, they but, snap him But it's also like Cooper realizes I'm not going to beat him. Like, like he realized hand hand that he got his butt that handed he has to, to go him. for the gun. Well, yeah, and so he starts yeah. crawling towards the gun and Frank pulls the biggest like a-hole move I've ever seen on a dude who is down and like almost out. And he drops a bookshelf on this dude's <laughs> dislocated arm. It is one of the most painful things I've seen in a movie. Like I cringe when I see it. Um, and, and so he, he manages to get to his gun and he flips around and fires just kind of like blankly well, at whatever I, at Frank. I don't out think it was blankly because like. No, no, he was trying to get him. Right. Yeah. But like it shows like even in like being injured and all that, he's still in a shot. Yeah. For, for Cooper because he, he does get. He hits Frank he in the arm. Frank in the arm. Yeah. Um, and so Frank and Sarah set off. Uh, oh, he also grabs Cooper's ID card. That, that, I mean, that was the main purpose I, other than like. Yeah. Um, and so he. Comparing masculinity. Yeah. He <laughs> swipes it and, uh, and exits and basically locks Cooper out of being able to chase him. And so he grabs Sarah. They go start a fire somewhere. At one point he. Sets the fire alarm and oh, they didn't. They oh, yeah, didn't they, start a fire. They, they, they made they, a freaking bomb. No, because it was funny because they pulled the fire alarm and he's like, "Stop it! There isn't a fire anywhere." And like because <laughs> yeah. just the, the closet the explosion. explosion um, and so you know, Cooper's trying to like this is a diversion. And so anyway, firefighters are all there trying to get everyone out. And uh, and Sarah kind of like plays the part of like damsel in distress. Come help this person. Um, and the firefighter comes over to, you don't even know what happens. It just cuts to Frank carrying out the firefighter and they swapped and they swapped gear. It's like when you know that she pulls him over to Frank, they're like, she's not, she's clearly acting. Oh yeah. They're they're doing this on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. And so Frank basically disguises himself as a firefighter. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and they 
They get out of there and they go to this ambulance. He tosses the helmet away a little too early for my taste. <laughs> like, you are going to get seen if you do that. Um, but they go over to the ambulance and there is someone holding a gun. Well, to well, well the thing is, the cut is great on this because you see um, John Malkovich. Uh, what is his name? Marvin. Marvin. Marvin there. But he has like a little thing in his nose and you're like, Oh yeah, you're right. And you're like, okay, Dude got something owned. is up. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, yeah, then you see it. Yeah, the, the, the side of the the ambulance, the door to the side opens, and it's Joe who has been holding uh, Marvin at gunpoint. He's like, "There's just something wrong with this guy's head, Frank." And Marvin, <laughs> Marvin just kind of like Marvin, back to him. Marvin, you okay? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> they get in the car um, and they. They drive and they realize that uh, Victoria is probably the best person you can take care well, of. Well, they, they also explain like how like Frank oh. who is dead and it just briefly cuts to like, well, that's how it's going to be. Turns around. He's got a gun in his hand. Yeah. Joe Fires a couple shots. Him. Cuts right back to the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't bother explaining that like Joe's already ready. <laughs> well, but the, it, I don't know. I get, I get the feeling that like Frank might have thought that maybe Joe was still alive or something. Because like he doesn't seem super surprised. That well, Joe, he... Like, I never read it that way. It just seems like he wasn't expecting to see Joe again. Mm, okay. And he sees him and he's like, well, well okay, there we go. <laughs> um, so they drive over to Victoria's place and like, well, we're all going to die if we go there. Um, and oh, so, I, I, so it's like they, they had some conversation about like, you know, people just like you keep getting shot like every day. And then and Sarah's like, no, you just get like peop, normal people just get like paper cuts. And then Marvin goes, I, I mostly get I mostly shot. Get shot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they go to victoria's house frank walks in he's unarmed he finds victoria and uh, and she's just arranging flowers yeah, she's just arranging frank flowers. moses are you here to kill me it's like no um i need your help and and she's just like oh okay well good and she pulls out this like mp5 <laughs> smg from behind her bouquet that she was arranging and, and that and she's like tell marvin to stand down before he, he gets, gets hurt. hurt. And then she walks away <laughs> and he's hiding in a bush in the, wi- out out the, the window outside the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she's, yeah, she's, but it's like, it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. It's not the best camouflage. Um, she and, and Frank are talking and, and, uh, at a certain point he's like, you know, I really like this girl. And, and she calls him Francis. 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 It's such, such a romantic. Just like, <laughs> she's like, you know, you, Helen Mirren crushes it in this role. Yeah, she's like, you're tough on the outside, but on the inside, you are gooey. gooey. <laughs> and he just kind of gives her this look, and like she says it, it says, again. And then she goes, gooey. Yeah, she, like, but, as almost to reassure herself of the line. But, but this, like, this entire conversation is happening while she's like ripping the bullet out and like yeah. stitching him up. It's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> like, we, also, we also learned that uh, Victoria and Joe. Were once lovers. Yeah, they were kind of. They walk in together. Victoria, sexy as ever. <laughs> and he just. You're talking Joe. Yeah. Did you say Frank? I said Joe. Okay. Joe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Joe. Joe and and uh, and uh, Victoria were definitely once together. Um, and so they, they kind of get the whole band together. They're like, well, we need to go. And this is, I think, where they identify uh, Dunning, right? Yes. Um, Oh, also, like, during this the introductions. Is, th- th- this is where they realized that there was, it was, it's either that or the next thing, but they realized that there is a name missing from the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alexander Dunning. Also, during the introductions, I should point out, um, uh, Joe is describing what Victoria does to Sarah. And he's, she's like, she's the best, you know, basically, she's one of the best people in the business. And Well, in what works. Yeah. And, and. So what does it mean? 
I kill people, dear. Yeah, and Sarah's just kind of like, ah, you know, figures. Yeah, you know? She, at this point, she's just, at this point, she's just like, I'm not even, I shouldn't even be surprised at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they identify Dunning, and they're like, well, we're going to go visit, uh, visit this guy. And I think it's at this point where they, they take off, um, and they go over to this, uh, let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, there's a scene here where, uh, Cooper's cleaning up after the fight and the doctor resets his arm. It's like very like, like mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. Cooper's boss has a really funny line in this scene. Yeah. She just goes, you just got your handed to you by a retiree. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and, and, and Cooper's like, why did we have to go after this guy? <laughs> and, and his boss just plays the whole like, well, I haven't been read into that. And she's like, you got to keep going. And, um, and so they, they get this tip uh, that they're going after uh, Dunning. And so, um, by the way, thing I noticed, I'm going to digress here a little bit. When she's we tend taking, to do that on this show. Yeah. When she's taking the bullet out of Frank's arm, the vodka that she has to treat the wound is the same as the one Ivan was drinking, I think. Ooh. Whoa, really? I just noticed I that. I did not notice this. I, I might have to like grab the two scenes and go back to back, but I'm like, wait a minute, is that the same? Like, has it had the red label and everything? Is that the same vodka? Um, but anyway, so yeah. That's a ridiculously sense, cool though. detail. Yeah. yeah, they they go decide to find Alexander, because that's just the question. I know she has the same vodka Ivan had, um, but they decide to go find Alexander Dunning, who's a defense contractor, and they're like, he's, gonna be under surveillance um and so cooper gets called to the site by a tip quote unquote um and so joe frank and marvin masquerade uh joe is like a military a dictator fr- a french dictator it's like a yeah like a, a dictator from a country that was like a french colony basically yeah yeah that, that's he speaks I, that french. sounds yeah that sounds right but uh, he's got like this very brightly colored uniform but uh, it looks ridiculous it, it was funny because like not only the three of them are going in but the the two women are um Having some girl yeah, talk. Yeah, like, some girl talk. <laughs> so Victoria explains to to Sarah that like as a as a Russian or like as an agent, like when her loyalty was questioned, she had to kill Ivan. Oh, I to cover it up. But she was like, I've never seen Francis like this. Yeah. So if you break his heart, I'll kill you and bury your body in the woods. And Sarah's like laughing at first, and she's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like at this point, she, she's, at this point, she's just like, Okay, she's not kidding. Yeah. Um, so, oh, this is gonna be fun! Yeah, having <laughs> Victoria's just having such a time with this, and so inside, Dunning takes the the trio into his private, like, secret room. He's got this little record player that is playing like his corporate spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go into this room, and uh, it's just Joe at first, but uh, Frank and Marvin take out the the hired guards and. Um, subdue Dunning and so they're all in this private you know soundproof room and they inter- they start to interrogate Dunning and Dunning's like first of all you can't touch me and just like sure we can and just slaps him <laughs> well I thought he punched him no he, no, he him. like he oh. slapped him he did uh. not give him the dignity of a punch just <laughs> slaps the dude uh, and that's where Frank and Marvin have their fun little bit of like okay how are we going to torch this guy and so like Marvin pulls out a blowtorch Frank's like where'd you get that Home Depot. How much? Ten bucks. <laughs> and so and, and Marvin's wearing a plastic bag for some reason. Yeah, I don't even know why. It's almost like a serial killer thing to like so that you don't get blood on you or something yeah. like on his clothes. I mean, 
It's really weird. I mean, he's died many times. Yeah. So, so basically, he, they they go to like heat up an iron to torture torture this Dunning guy. Well, and he specifically it's, it's says nuts, nipple, potty trainer. It's just and Frank's just like, like nuts. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're but it's just like the casual nature he has of that. You're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> they're clearly trying to intimidate Dunning, yeah. and it works because Dunning just like freaks out and kind of breaks mm-hmm. um, and he reveals that the son of the late Senator um, Stanton is the person that they had to extract from Guatemala um, and it's vice president, Robert Stanton um, now vice president, Robert Stanton. And so it, he, the, the um, Dunning explains that Stanton just kind of went rogue and killed this entire village of people and Dunning had to extract him, but he basically uh, he had witnesses. Yeah, he had witnesses. And so Dunning has basically been paid to stay silent. Um, well, what well, what, what happened was like the people on the list that were all given were um, were all, all were witnesses to what happened there. Yeah, they were all way. there. And um, Dunning basically removed Stanton's name from the list. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, they're kind of like, wait, so the VP is the one who's using the CIA as like his hit squad. Um, and so it's at this point kind of in their conversation that so they realize like the VP is the person behind all this, et cetera, et cetera. At this point, the little record player that the surveillance, the CIA surveillance people are picking up on uh, skips or mm-hmm. it finishes yeah. or whatever it is. And it, so, it like skips because it, 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 it skips. Yeah. It Cause it's like skipping. an actual record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, they realize that something is amiss, and so they send in all of the 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 people to like put their their scopes and their sights on this building. And uh, Cooper calls into that secret room and is basically like, "Hey, Frank, we know you're in there. Um, if you and and Frank basically starts to reason with Cooper and say, "Look, how did you even know I was going to be here? Like some random tip." And and Cooper's mm-hmm. kind of like. Mm. he's placing a little C. Yeah. He's starting to like under, he's not connecting the dots. He's starting to understand that the dots are there. And so, uh, Cooper's like, look, if you come out of this building, if you surrender, I'm not going to, we're not going to kill you. We just like, we want to take you into questioning. And so they realize there's uh Victoria kind of clues them in. There's no way out of this. Uh, they're surrounded. And so they all kind of agree on what needs to happen next. And so uh, Frank walks out of the building and Cooper's got his, his sights on us and Frank gets shot just out of nowhere. And he, and he, he didn't order the shot. So he runs up and he finds well, out Cooper at this wait, point wait, is wait, wait. genuinely confused. Yeah. So, so the, the three of them are talking in the room. Yeah. Where they're just like, Oh, somebody has to, somebody, somebody has, has to, to die. Yeah. Yeah. Wild and crazy. Yeah. Wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> and so, exactly. yeah. And so it turns out it's not Frank. It's, it's Joe. Uh, with stage four liver cancer. Yep. Um, and so he was already kind of feeling like he's as good as dead. And mm-hmm. so he decides to be the one to take the hit. And so Victoria basically Who took that shot though. It's never said, I know that that's the uh, one, that's the one question I have about this movie. So is- I, I, for instance, like it could be, uh, the woman Victoria, but I don't think it is. No, 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 I've no, heard no. that. I, I th- th- I've heard that theory. 
But I think it is like probably somebody like an inside person in the FBI. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's um, it's and, and it's that's a CIA like set, or, sorry, CIA. Yeah. Um, and I I think this is also where it shows like uh, Cooper is a good guy. He's just being played. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it really comes this, across. This is like, where, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not what we agree. This, this is where you start to see it, like him turn a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you start to see a little bit of like his he's his reasoning is not his reasoning is working and he's realizing that not everything in this situation is checking out like it should, um, and so uh, Victoria kind of like pins him down so that Frank and crew can escape. Mm-hmm. Um, she and Sarah run off as soon as they make cover, but Sarah uh, trips and falls down a hill rather comically. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, mm-hmm. rolls down a hill gets captured um and victoria frank and marvin all escape and a uh, <laughs> car drives up and ivan gets like duh now is not time to waste like <laughs> get in the car you know what, what, the well name? then he and then and then he calls her bunny calls her Did bunny he just call you bunny yeah <laughs> life is sometimes complicated yeah <laughs> I, I just wasn't there like a I don't know. I, I thought there was an interesting thing when like Sarah rolls down that like Victoria is just like torn because she's yeah like, yeah uh, 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 she's like I have to go yeah <laughs> so she does disappear in time yeah um, but yeah clearly she wanted to save Sarah and so because she sees like her in ranks yeah she knows how she important yeah. she is mm-hmm. and so uh, they they leave uh, Ivan gets them all out of there um, and they're at this cabin. And Marvin is kind of like talking out his talking out his butt about like how they're probably torturing Sarah, which is not what Frank wants to hear right now. <laughs> and so Frank kind of leaves. You are such an idiot. Yeah, Victoria's just like, come on. <laughs> um, and so Frank goes inside and he's taking another shot of vodka. And Ivan comes in and he shows him the bullet wounds that Victoria gave mm, him. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she gave me these bullet wounds. And she and he's like, yeah, but when I woke up still alive, I knew she still loved me because otherwise she would have shot me in the head. And she's sitting here outside my cabin drinking vodka. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just like he's so like Ivan is arguably even more romantic than Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, she's sitting outside my house and drinking vodka like <laughs> like just totally into it. Um and so Frank kind of gets the pep talk. And uh, so he calls Cooper. So they're interrogating Sarah, uh, but he calls Cooper from Cooper's house. So he starts talking to Cooper about family. And meanwhile, Cooper's associate is running a trace on the phone call. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point in the phone call, the guy hands him the address. And Cooper's like, wait a minute, like you're at my house. And it's just Frank walking through his house you see his wife and his kids outside playing on a frozen lake in the background and he's like see how that feels that kind of sucks doesn't it and he's like if you do anything to sarah i am going to destroy everything you love and you're just like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> so cooper's just kind of like you know i'm not gonna like i will keep her safe and and uh, he's like what are you gonna do and frank's like i'm gonna kill the vp what are you going to do? <laughs> so like, cuts to like all of the, and then, well then, it, and then like, um, Cooper's finishing his interrogation with Sarah and he's like pleading to help her. And then she just goes, you're asking me for help. 
That's so lame. He's going <laughs> to eat you for lunch. Yeah, just, <laughs> she is a ride or die woman um, at this point because she kind of knows she's in the, the crapper. So anyway. Um, and so there she won't answer the questions. Cooper hops out of the room and his boss is just like, well, this is like how Frank wanted it to go. And and Cooper knows like he is going to take a shot at the VP. Um she tries to kind of like throw it away, like let the secret service mm-hmm. deal with that. And, and he's like, ah, no, plug me in with them. And so he kind of puts himself in this assignment. So this is a, a little bit of trivia about the guy who plays Robert Stanton. Mm-hmm. So he's not the most well-known actor, but if you've seen the original fantastic four movies from the like mid two thousands, the VP is the same guy that plays wow. Doctor Doom. Oh, okay. It's Doctor Doom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I did not know that. It's not something I, I don't. I I remember because like when I was watching the those the Fantastic Four movies, I was like, I've seen that guy before. Why is he like familiar? And I looked at my IMDb. I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like Victor Von Doom is in red. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, but but the, the, those movies are where uh, Chris Evans is. That, yeah, is, yeah that's true. <laughs> Those are good movies. But yeah, so Sarah refuses to answer questions. Um, and then it cuts to like Frank and Marvin are getting ready to gear up to make this hit. And so Frank has this storage unit in like a random place and he opens it up and it's just the walls are lined with weapons. Yeah. <laughs> and Marvin's just like, I love I you. I love man. you, man. <laughs> Goes in, he's like, Where can I find, you know, the uh, explosives? Explosives just past the RPGs. And that that's well, that's when Marvin's like. I love you, man. <laughs> yeah. And then it, so he's like, you know, pulling out, like he's like cradling these guns in his arms. He's like, Oh, he's like the vice president's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> so it cuts to the, the night of this, this gala, uh, which is like a, basically just a thing that the vice president is holding to announce that he's going to run for presidency. And so it's a fundraising gala. And so, uh, they are all doing their setup. Uh, there's this uh, catering guy who gets pulled into a dumpster that Marvin basically takes his disguise. And this this is full on heist movie. It's now point. heist <laughs> movie. This, this is where it goes Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. yeah. Full on, like, you know, uh, Victoria goes in and uh, Marvin drops her this spray. It's like a just a scent spray, basically, um, to put in her purse. And now he's dressed as like a... a, a bellboy or something like that i I do like how this is like cut in the sense of like you see all of the items like it's not like there's a mcguffin that just comes out of nowhere yeah like Like you see her necklace something special about her necklace there's something like he puts in her purse and like yeah there's all these different it's a well edited movie yeah Yeah. ivan is there too um and so yeah the the gala begins and the vp is like you know i'm gonna run for presidency and you know i want you all to write those big i love how fake they make his <laughs> his speech and everything because he's like yeah. you know I'll uh I'll keep the shorts that you can all get to those checks that you're writing and just kind of like he has that oh. fake he he perfectly does that like fake politician laugh and smile <laughs> yeah like the big toothy smile and it just it works really well um because you just like you get the sense of how uh, how much acting quote unquote this character is having to put into his performance announcing the presidency. So actually, it was really well acted, I think, um, which I, I, in some ways, maybe actors don't even have to act that much. They're like, just don't try hard. You know, <laughs> it'll seem fine. 
But anyway, um, so the gal is going. There's dancing going on. Ivan and uh, and Victoria are dancing, and Ivan is just like head over heels for her still. Ivan, the music has stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so they they have to split, and uh, but she forgets the. Uh, what was it? No, no, no. She hands has to hand off the spray to him, so she starts to walk away. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh wait, wait, no, Ivan, Ivan. He comes back and she like lifts her hand out romantically to him and and he like kisses it and takes the spray that she was very subtly handing him. And, um, but like you get the sense there's, there's chemistry. There's some chemistry there. I I felt, okay. I I read it more as like, he is just having the time of his life and she's just like, Oh, I have to. Yeah. She's got work to do, you know? (laughs) Um, but you know, as we find out later, it's kind of, it's still definitely there. Yeah. Um, so he starts walking through the gala, spraying this this spray, which is basically like a gas spray. It's like natural mm-hmm. gas. Um, and so at a certain point, uh, the everyone starts to notice this smell, mm-hmm. and Ivan gets up and he's like, "Gas!" Like drugs. <laughs> like I smell gas. Runs he's through like clearly like not like he's not. This is not his forte. Yeah, because <laughs> he's just like. Gas. Yeah. yeah. He's not being very subtle. Yeah. yeah. He, he pulls the fire alarm and uh, Cooper realizes something's up. Uh, Victoria, Victoria had already left the room and basically used her necklace to, to lock latch the, the doors yeah. so that they wouldn't open. Um, and so everything goes to crap. Cooper's in the bathroom, like taking a quick break when all heck breaks loose. And so he gets out of there to get into the action. They try evacuating the VP through the main door. It's barricaded by the brace or by the necklace. And so they go through the secondary exit. And I love that they're like shoving him out the exit and secret service is like punching attendees to like keep them back. You hear like an actual, like really cheap sounding Foley punch. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a, and they're just like leading him through the stairway. They try to get him to uh, the parking garage and they get him into one of his limos. Uh, and he and they pull around a corner, and there's this giant machine gun emplacement set up, <laughs> and Victoria's behind it, just like unloading well, into the well, car. Well, you see Marvin like yeah. screwing it to the ground. Yeah, Marvin's like screwing it to the ground, and he's getting other stuff out, and so they're lighting up this limo, and all the people get out of the the Secret Service and the VP get out of the car, and they're like trying to find cover and shooting at the machine gun. Well, it doesn't one of the guys say like. What are they shooting at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like so surprised it's a Gatling gun. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what was it? What's the comment? No, that happens later. Um, we'll get to that. But anyways, so there, there's this firefight going on in this garage. And meanwhile, Ivan gets into the elevator and he gets all the way to the top and he hops out and they're pulling up this other limo to evacuate the VP, this backup. And he's, he's just like casually observing. Yeah. Yeah. And he just yep. takes out his pen. And he clicks the back of the pen and the car explodes. They basically rigged this thing already to blow up. And so there's no, there's not really another escape route for a car. And he just kind of like goes back into the elevator. As the door is closed, he gives this crazy smile that I laugh every time I see. Because <laughs> he's just like so pleased. with it. He's having the time of his life. And- like he, gets at, he gets in and he's just like. Well, it's- there's just like chaos going around. He just walks around. He's like. Like, well, and as someone as someone who used to work for uh, the used to work for this or works for the Soviets, right? The Russians. He's just like totally down for this. <laughs> yeah, Americans just, just going after Americans. Yeah, he's, he's like having the time of his life. Um, and he actually made a comment earlier to Victoria on the dance floor. He's like, you know, I've never got. I've always wanted to go after a president, and she's like, vice president. He just kind of goes, 
whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they the VP and his staff go into the cargo elevator and like clearly Stanton, the VP is like kind of like shaken by this as you would be mm-hmm. understandably. And they go down into the kitchen. And I just love the absolute chaos in the kitchen from like dishes shattering to like everyone, like everybody down secret service, and, like <laughs> running through. Um, and they get Mar- Marvin has a really great Marvin and Victoria have a really good exchange here where it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the Secret Service being tougher. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, and so there, there's just like these hijinks is like they're trying to get the VP out of the kitchen here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bunch of shooting, bunch of stuff going on. Victoria at one point, you know, she and Marvin are packing up and she rounds a corner and gets shot um, mm-hmm. in the gut. And so Marvin, you know, bugs out, takes out some smokes and and light and like fogs up the place that they can get out of there. And they're trying to get out of this place. And at a certain point, Victoria's like, you know, go on. I'm I'm dead weight at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he leaves. Uh, and she finds this basically this cage door. This uh, well, because she's trying to get she's trying exit to get and get stopped. Yeah. yeah, and she can't get through this door because it's locked. And then uh, Ivan shows up, perhaps I could be of assistance <laughs> and just like unlocks the door with his pocket knife. And, um, you know, she she's just like, you know, I love you. It's like, I, I know, know. <laughs> that, that was carries good, her away. Got a chuckle um, out of that one. And I, so I, I, I did get the impression from this mission, though, that they're not like trying to kill the Secret Service. They're just like trying to like direct them. Yeah, the they, they're, <laughs> they're trying, trying to lead to... them away so they can get to the VP. Yeah. 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 And so um, eventually the VP and his two top guys, Secret Service guys, his bodyguards, get out into this alleyway and they just see Frank, <laughs> not Frank, Marvin, Marvin, Marvin standing there. <laughs> Marvin's standing there, John Malkovich, <laughs> with a giant, with a giant <laughs> clock and a bomb vest. It's like a kitty clock, too. Yeah. <laughs> and, so he, and he starts running toward They're just like, they're just running away, like just completely <laughs> panicked by this whole thing. I mean, thing. this is definitely the point of like directing them <laughs> to a certain direction. Yeah. Just, and then, the, and then they get in the car and he's yeah, just like. Yeah, a secret service limo that pulls up. Like a, and, and then when they get in the car, Marvin's like, all right, I'm done. No, he just stops. He, it clearly wasn't even a real bomb too, which I think is funny. But it's so crazy. Just the clock. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Um, <laughs> And so they get into the limo and Cooper is now outside of the hotel. He's chasing, he's running after the limo and the limo drifts and pulls a 180, which I think is impressive, honestly. For a limo, For yes. A limo. Starts, Cooper knows what's going on. Yeah. And so the limo's driving away. Cooper jumps, skips on top of a car and lands on top of the limo and is shaken off of the limo by a drifting turn. And it turns out, no, he will first. He slides down the rear windshield <laughs> and is like, "This get out of the limo. <laughs> and then they shake him off. Yeah, like, then they shake him off. But like, it, like in the most comical fashion, it's like, it's like when your face is sliding against like a piece of glass and they yeah. go like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. That was an impressive mimicry of that sound effect. You did a good job there. Thank you. Um, so yeah, they, it, and then suddenly the, Driver slams on the brakes and one of the Secret Service guys bashes his head against the glass and is knocked unconscious. And the glass rolls down and Frank's actually driving and he tases the the head Secret Service guy and then the VP himself. 
leaves the two Secret Service guys on the road, just kind of like next to each other, dozing. Um, and Frank kind of outlines it all to v- to the VP, and the VP's like, you know, I are you going to kill me? And Frank just goes, not just you, and drives away. Um, and so uh, they drive out. The, the next shot is Cooper just sitting in this destroyed uh, gala hall, mm-hmm. and he gets a call from Frank. He's like, meet me at the power station at like 10 a.m. or whatever it was, and you better bring Sarah. Um, and so... Frank is there with the VP who is chained to a giant boulder. Um, everyone shows up. Alexander Dunning shows up. Uh, Cooper's boss from the CIA shows up uh, with Sarah. Cooper's there. Um, and Cooper kind of gives his whole, or not Cooper, Dunning gives this whole villain speech. About, you know, He's I love, the bad guy. Yeah. But he's just like, you know, uh, I love watching you. Getting out there and being a good guy. Yeah. Kicking butt for your country. And and then he pulls like the classic villain line. Like, it shows a supreme lack of vision, which is like everything that every villain says ever. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I love that they gave him that line. Um, and so he's like, here's how this is going to work. Oh, by the way, he shoots the VP. Dunning just shoots the VP and like, <laughs> he, shut up. You shot me. <laughs> so, so I, I was confused. Like, is he like actually dead? Or is he like shot in the leg? I don't think like, it's clear. I, I assume that he wasn't survives. that wasn't clear. Yeah, but I I would assume he survives or something. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, they don't really follow up on that. Um, I feel like he died. Maybe. Um. They, yeah. Again, they don't really answer the question because it's no longer important to the yeah. story. But uh, the C- Cooper's boss is basically like, or, or no, maybe it was Dunning who says this. Basically, like Dunning tells Cooper like, you kill Frank, um, and the girl. Uh, and like your head of the CIA, um, Frank shot the VP, um, and Cooper's boss is like, look, this is going to happen whether or not you agree to this. And uh, then you, and, he- then you hear it. Yeah. And so Cooper, by the way, uh, sneaks the key to the handcuffs to Frank as he's cuffing him. He has pretty much, <laughs> he has switched sides by this yeah, point. He has switched yes. sides because he Definitely. now realizes that there is some shady stuff going on. And he, he just goes, F*** you, Cynthia. Yes, he just does. Like, <laughs> like, just like, just straight up drops the F-bomb on his boss. And Dunning actually gives like, wow, all right. And so Frank starts to walk towards Dunning. And at a, this point, about a million things happen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, as Frank is walking towards Dunning, Cynthia, Cooper's boss, pulls out her gun to shoot Frank. Cooper pulls out his gun and shoots his boss. And then, meanwhile, all of, like, the hired guns that came with Dunning are sniped just randomly from various parts of this warehouse. And Frank gets up to Dunning, and his cuffs are, are actually unlocked, and he just crushes Dunning's windpipe. Throat, throat punch. Yeah, like, just yeah. Throat totally throat punched him. And mm-hmm. uh, Dunning just, like, is completely shocked by what happened and just collapses on the ground. Uh, and so this is where, like, you know, the music kind of clues in. You know, it's very, like... You know, smooth, smooth and laid back and like everyone kind of comes out from their spot. A car starts up and like Frank pulls out from the dark, this dark part of the warehouse or whatever it is. Or maybe it was Ivan. I think it was Ivan because Frank, yeah, yeah, Frank comes yeah. out from behind a pillar. No, it, Marvin can't because Marvin, Marvin does. Frank sorry. was in the I'm, confrontation. I'm mixing up, yeah, I'm mixing yeah, up Frank yeah, and Marvin. Yeah. Sorry. Marvin comes out from behind a pillar. Victoria comes down from the stairs with her sniper rifle. Um, and Cooper's just kind of watching all of this. 
as they all kind of come out from their hiding spots, like the curtains have been pulled back and he's just like, wow. Well, <laughs> like, well it came across like this point where it's like everything went according to their plan. Like yeah. to the, cause it was just like, it was, it wasn't like this huge, like gunfight where they had to like take cover and like hide stuff. It's just like, bam, done. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're all just like, they're done. Like it's done. It's over. And, um, Frank's like, you know, Cooper, Cooper's just like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll take care of this. And, and Frank's like, do you need any help? Nah. Uh, and he's like, nah, grandpa. He's like, I got it. Grandpa. Uh, and there's like this kind of sly smile understanding between them. And then you just hear out of this, out of nowhere, bam, this gunshot out of nowhere. And they both kind of like flinch and they turn and it's, it's, it's Marvin Shot a dead body. Just basically. Shot a dead. I think he shot Dunning. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. then Frank's Frank's is like, feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> Want to get pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Want to get pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> they're driving away, and and uh, you know they're just like, well, you know, no one's chasing after us. It's all good. And- Something bad is going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> Marvin's convinced that they're about to get attacked, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Frank is just like, you know, there's no one chasing us. And, and uh, Ivan's like, well, there is this one thing, you know, calling in his favor. And Marvin's like, you gave a favor to him? <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, just a small, like, nuclear problem in Moldova. And Sarah's like, <laughs> can we go? Yeah. Frank's just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And they just start like making out in the back of the car. And I love Marvin, who is basically like a five-year-old, <laughs> just has this look on his face that's like, ew, cooties. Um, and of course, like Victoria and Ivan are just like, ah. They're love. smiling. Yeah, they they know what's up. And so it cuts to the end. The end. Uh there's until a, there's a, <laughs> so I, I do think like, okay, just a little bit back. Do do you think that Cooper takes over for his boss and is now like running? I would the, imagine. Uh, probably. Yeah. Well, because at least the impression because her whole thing was you kill Frank and the girl and you're head of the CIA. Yeah. So I have a feeling that she was going to get upgraded to some kind of cabinet position mm-hmm. and they were basically going to turn the tables on the VP and say, hey, we got you out of this arrangement. And so now you're going to kiss our feet and like you're going to be a puppet po- mm-hmm. politician, basically. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the arrangement they were going to set up, assuming that they like they just shot and like, look, we shot you, but Frank shot you is what you're going to say. And uh, this is our game now. So uh, we're no longer relying on you being generous to us, right? You know, we are basically, mm. they're bribing him. Um, anyway, but so the, yeah. the ending is great. The ending is <laughs> the ending them is so good. escaping Moldova with like this, this, I guess, radioactive there's material. Like, there's like no context, but <laughs> yes. it's Frank dressed up <laughs> like- Besides the, the postcard goes to Moldova. Yeah, and and you see Frank in like a, like an old style, like, worker uniform and Marvin's <laughs> dressed up outfit. like a little girl yeah. <laughs> in a blonde pigtailed wig. Yeah. And he just goes, I told you something bad was going to happen. Yeah. Moldova As sucks. bombs are just going off around <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. There's just Moldova like- sucks. <laughs> and then, and then he's just like, why didn't you have Sarah wear this outfit or something like that? Well, actually believe it or not, this, leads into the next movie a little bit. I fi- I figured I, it probably because there's the entire army like following them after. Yeah. It, d- doesn't he say like next time you wear the dress or ne- something? Ne- next time she wears the like uh, time Sarah wears the dress or something like that. 
Yeah. And so actually in the next movie, there is a big conflict between uh, Sarah and uh, Frank over the fact that he actually did not let her go. Oh, Ooh, I need to watch this now. Um, at least I believe that's what, what it was. There was something about it. She wasn't allowed to actually like be a part of the whole thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, but anyway, it's a, gr- ends, it's a great, it's a great ending. It is a, it's a great stinger ending. Gentlemen, what did we think? Oh my gosh. I just, I, I have so much fun. It's I so love, I love this movie. It's so quippy. It's so quotable. It is a blast from start to finish. I just, I love just flipping it on sometimes. And like, that's a movie I'll put on when I just want to have a good time. So much fun. So I kind of wonder if it, if it's just that I haven't seen it as much as you in the sense of like when you guys watched it, like you were saying, like I was, when yeah, I was 13 yeah. when I saw this. Whereas like for me, it was just like, it was just one of those movies I saw in college or just like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. <laughs> <You'll just> but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I kind of. How old are you? Hmm. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 31. Man, 25, baby. 25. Let's go. So I, I, I was a freshman in college. Yeah, you would have been a freshman in college. Or wait, actually, a sophomore because it's yeah October. You were in college. Oh That's yeah, you were in college, yeah. and we were in middle school. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Uh, no, no, I, I, I really like it. You just it's, have like so much more love for it. It is than I such do. a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's our scores here, gentlemen? I want to go last because I already, I, I've, I've had. I, this, I think I know. Okay, I've had just, this. Lo- I've had this locked in uh, ever since we don't decided type to do it because I'm staring at it right now. Mm. Um, John, mm. what's your score? Uh, eighty nine. Ah, okay, okay. Well, okay, ninety. I'll give it ninety. <laughs> just. It, because it's oh, like, it's like wow. an A minus to me. Now, what's your criteria? What's your criteria on that score? Um, like I definitely enjoy. I, I think it's also one of those that's probably funnier, like when you watch with people, whereas I watch yeah. it like by it is, myself. Yeah, it's way more fun and, when and you I watch think with that, people. That might have been like a problem with my viewing experience. I think it's just the only thing is it's not like super original. Yeah, no, it's not. Whereas it's like, it's definitely funny. I definitely enjoyed it. So it's like, that's why it's really up there. But I don't know if I would put it as like my one of my top top movies but it is definitely good yeah seth my score is here's the thing i understand it's not a groundbreaking film and so from a filmmaking perspective i would actually rate it fairly low but the action scenes are pretty easy to understand um except when they intentionally don't want you to understand what's going on Mm -hmm. um it's it's competent filmmaking i would say and so obviously it's a very enjoyable movie to watch uh i would put it at a solid 80 all right. Oh, well, because oh, okay. here's the thing. I don't rank movies just based on the, there, mm. uh, it could be an amazing movie, but if the cinematography is crap, I'm not going to praise sure. it as like a hundred, sure. like a hundred is going to be some transcendent film. That is like the best film of all time. Like Godfather or something. I don't know. Um, True. We have very different standards it's, it's because also, like, we, we, when we, we start ranking more, I'll probably like yeah. change. How we, you, you, we clearly have different standards because <laughs> for so many reasons, I can't give this anything less than 100%. Wow. <laughs> it's a classic I to him, though. Freaking I freaking love it. this movie. Wow. I love this movie. That is a perfect <laughs> rating. You gave it a per- Why would you give it a perfect? I just, I like, I don't know. I can't find any fault in it. I'm like, this, it, it's like a lot, a lot of nostalgia driven, mm-hmm. but 
it's like, I don't know. Like I, I just watched that movie and I'm just like, it, it's just, I can't help but have a good time. Yeah. So I, I think maybe there's one of these things too, where it's like, I, I think me and Seth might be more in the, the category of like, if it's a hundred out of a hundred, it is like one of the best films ever made. The, I, I did say time. that this is what, this but, is one but, of my favorite yeah. movies. Yeah. Whereas like, I think it's just the, the difference of perspective of like, Oh, do you give like a hundred to just like a very few movies but or I, do you give yeah. it to like movies you really like? Yeah. I think and, it's fun though. Yeah. Yeah. It's but I, I understand your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a Genesia score of 90. Awesome. All righty. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Be sure to, uh, we, we are glad you're joining us to listen to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making this. This is especially. clearly our longest episode. This is actually, yeah. it has to be. I think if I take away maybe like the 10 ish minutes of oh record time beforehand, it's, it's an, it's clocking in at two hours, 14 minutes right now. But my, my let, estimate let, ahead of time you made it this long. Wrong. Nice job. But honestly, like we Why? hope you're having, we're hope, we hope, <laughs> we hope you're having fun listening to us. Yeah. I, I, well, I would be like, why? I've had a lot. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of people say that they're that the most fun thing about this show that when they listen to us is listening to us banter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I try to cut the banter short this episode, so I'm I'm I'm. Well, I think there's plenty of banter during. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But we really appreciate all of you listening. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on to be up to date on all the new content that we will make. Um, you can probably find us on most podcasting platforms. We, we promise next year we are going to try to be way more consistent. We're going to try to be more consistent with these things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would, if you would like us to discuss a specific movie on our podcast, if you have an episode idea that might not be about talking about a specific movie, um, if you know one of us personally, you know, you want, and you want to come be a part of the show, uh, just make sure you've listened to one of our episodes before you do so. Um, give us some feedback, suggestions in general, or if you just like, you know, if you need us, this is a podcast made by Catholic people. Um, so if you need us to pray for you, please let us know. Um, you can send us an email at geniusiuspodcast at gmail.com. That is G-E-N-E-S-I-U-S podcast at gmail.com. Um, please also make sure to rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you listen to us on. It helps with the algorithm, apparently. It does. I, I've heard. Um <laughs> And uh, spread the word if it's on social media, word of mouth, whatever you want to do. I also just want to say that I've been looking at like the stats of our show. Um, we are more worldwide than I was expecting. What countries? Um, so 86% US. Of course. 11 Germany. Mm, interesting. Germany. We've also got, this is, this is what blew my mind. Singapore, Dominican Republic, UK, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, Philippines. Whoa. <laughs> and in the US and the US we've reached to our well obviously cuz we are we are from we're all living in Minnesota. 58% of our audience is in Minnesota. Wow. We've also reached the states of Ohio, Wisconsin unsurprisingly. Uh I yeah, yep. Um <laughs> Texas, Illinois, Interesting, Texas. Washington, Virginia, Connecticut, California, Iowa, Michigan, Georgia, Rhode Island, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and New York. That's like at we've least got a pretty. Well, that's like a quarter of the states. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually like quite surprised that it's anywhere outside of the Midwest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm amazed yeah. we've reached as many countries as we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. That's it's so cool though. Honestly, well, Singapore, shout out to you guys. Yeah, 
Whoever's listening. Singapore, kind of. that's kind of scary, actually. Um, <laughs> at least to me. Like, I'm like, oh, what? Um, but that's awesome. Yeah. Thank Yeah. Th- thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Seriously. Like, if you're that's, listening intera- internationally, you guys are awesome. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, do we have a prayer intention for today? I know today is September 11th. Um, it's the 21st year. Yes. yes. 21st, yep, 21st year, year since the uh, terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001. So I, I kind of want to offer that. Yeah. I'd also, I mean, I think it's also important to note that the Queen of England died a couple days ago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, definitely a couple of things to pray for here in the world and um, locally abroad. Yeah. So with that, uh, let's close out in prayer. Uh, nose goes. John. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Father, Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this time today to share in a fun movie but also um, to take this day as a remembrance of uh, 9-11 that happened 21 years ago and for all of those who help lead the world, uh, including the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. For all these intentions and the ones in our hearts, we bring it to you, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. All right. Thank you, John, for leading us in prayer. Um, thank, thank you, John and Seth, for joining me here on this on this Sunday afternoon. It's a nice Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I might go outside and go on a walk today. Well, we're going to go get mm-hmm. pizza. So we're going. It's true. <laughs> Dang it. You ruined, you ruined a joke I was going to make toward the oh, end of it. Just oh. hang out. I'll, I'll do it anyway. All right. Um, but listeners, thank you for um, just across the world and across the U.S. for tuning in and listening to us. Um, until next time, I'm Nick. Filling in for Kyle. I'm Seth. And I'm John. And this is the Genesius Podcast. God bless everyone. So, you guys want to get pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for pizza. That um, works. Yeah. It's a circular food. It is a circular food, much like pancakes. Can we get chocolate chips on the pizza? <laughs>